Hello and welcome to The Breakfast Club. Uh, for those of you not in the know, I'm sure most of you are by now, but for those of you who aren't, this is the podcast where me and my best mate Mossy get absolutely hammered, we watch films and then we try and basically make up the story to those films whilst drunk. Uh, we try and keep them as accurate to the film as possible, but a lot of the time they're just us making shit up. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'm Mossy, by the way. I'm not just a, a random ghost. A random voice. You're not just hearing voices. This, there is two of us on this um, podcast. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. Maybe there is no podcast. Kill your parents. <laughs> Put your will to David Borden. <laughs> So that basically gives you a taster of what this podcast is <laughs> and what we do. We're, we're quite drunk. Obviously, we're recording this in isolation. We're both in our separate accommodations, uh, but recording this over Skype, which is lovely. Um, and there's, go- yeah. there's just shitloads of episodes to go back and listen to. I think this is like episode 14 or 15 now, mate, to be honest. Is it? It is, yeah. Getting there, mate. Getting we're there. doing real well. We're doing real well. Yeah, the last episode was an absolute doozy. Go back and listen to that one. That was a real, that was <laughs> a real good episode. Oh, good use of the word doozy. It was a doozy. Um, behind the curtain, slightly. Usually, we tell each other via text or via uh, just a little catch up what film we are doing. I have no idea what film we're doing uh, today, and I am super excited to find out. It, it's not one of my episodes, otherwise I would know. <laughs> that's true yeah yeah, yeah. i'm glad you're excited um because i'm not i d- <laughs> i didn't decide what film i was doing until yesterday oh good and i watched it and it still took me it still took me about three goes to watch it all the way through holy shit it's not raging bull is it it's not raging it's not raging bull my problem with this film is that it's everything that i like and so should be good it's it's sci-fi which is great as far as i'm sci-fi. concerned it, Thick. it's huge budget so it should be incredible huge budget sci-fi if you want to okay. know if you want to know what kind of budget 237 million dollars budget 237 okay i've got an inkling now and it grossed 2.79 yeah. billion dollars Okay, yeah, no, I know exactly what we're doing. And, uh, mate, this has got potential. <laughs> <laughs> it featured incredible actors such as Sigourney Weaver, uh, Giovanni Rabisi, who... Uh, oh, yeah, of course him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, him, who can forget oh, all the films he's been in? Tell you what, you'll know him. You will know him. Uh, will I? And Zoe Saldana as well was in this film. Well, you got to love Zoe Saldana. got to love Zoe Saldana. Uh, Everyone loves Zoe Saldana. So it just it just had all the elements of a film that I would enjoy, and yet somehow still managed to be a film that I do not enjoy. <laughs> but I thought, uh, but I thought this podcast is a film podcast. It can't just be films that we like and films we enjoy. This film is one of the biggest <laughs> grossing films of all time. People clearly liked it, or you know, paid to see it, if that counts. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like we should cover it. So this week, Mossy, I've just looked up Giovanni Ribisi, and I know exactly who he of is. Of course, you he's do. Been in things. Yeah, uh, he is Frank in 
the hit sitcom Friends. He is Frank. He is Phoebe's brother, Frank and Friends. He is. He's also in Saving Private Ryan. He is. He's also Sneaky Pete in the excellent Amazon Prime series, Sneaky Pete. Is it excellent? It's very good. It's very, very good. Is it actually? Yeah, well worth a watch. Okay. Yeah, very I always just thought it was funny because his name is Sneaky Pete. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, as I'm looking at him on, on Google here, he does have the El Diablo pedo uh, facial hair yeah. at one point. And interestingly, he is not good looking enough to pull it off. No, not at all. So no, he just, in fact, he just... Just comes across like as a, a full nonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, for for anyone who hasn't guessed it at home, the film I'm doing this week is James Cameron's, the, the director of Terminator, a film we have yeah. previously done on this podcast. Double Cameron. Uh, James Cameron's, I was about to say Terminator, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Avatar. Avatar. Welcome Fantastic. to Avatar. Welcome to Pocahontas. But blue. Yeah, Pocahontas in space. Yeah. yeah. Right, um, I will throw this out the bat. I have not seen Avatar. You've never... I must be the only person on Earth to not watch Avatar. What, you've never, the only reason you've never is, watched it? No, the only reason is, is because I didn't see it when it was in the cinema, and I thought, there's no point in me watching this film unless it's in the cinema. Yeah. I went to see this yeah. film with my parents in 3D. What an experience! My pet, obviously, <laughs> obviously, my parents were in three D. I mean, I went to see the film in three D. <laughs> they might not have been, you know. It's a, it's a fun fact about David. His, his mum and dad were two D, and the fact that he came out in three D is a shock to us all. Literally ripped my mum in half. She was just on a piece oh, of paper, God. and I came out. Don't 3D. tell us, don't <laughs> tell us about your conception, mate. It's not worth it. <laughs> Oh, I hope my mum never listens to these podcasts. Yeah, she, she won't. Yeah, she, she absolutely will not. <laughs> we don't have enough listeners for my mum to be listening to this, mate. Okay, let's get started with Avatar, because it fuck Please. me, it's a long film. Oh, it is a long it's film. A, it's a real long boy. I did, I'd say it's too long. If anything, too long. I didn't watch the extended edition, because I just couldn't bring myself to it. Uh, so if some how much more Pocahontas do you want? Yeah, exactly. So if some of you listen to this and think, "Oh, it's missing a few vital scenes," well, you're a cult, and <laughs> no one likes you. So <laughs> we start with the main character being woken up from uh, cryo sleep. The main character is a guy called Sam Worthington, who is an Australian actor who had an incredible run of this and. Um, the one where the remake of the one where he's like Jason of Jason and the Argonauts. What's that called? What? Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. He was the main character in Clash of the Titans. He did That's those got nothing two. to do with Jason and the Argonauts. That's just Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, okay. Cool. He did those two <laughs> terrible films in quick succession, and then I don't think he's done anything since. Nothing that there's I a, know of. There's a very old uh, two thousand and. 2001 blog post from Alex Moss uh, about Clash of the Titans and about how that film is fucking awful. It's <laughs> absolute garbage. It's genuine It's the worst garbage. case of 3D you'll ever see. You know, like, back in... I don't, I don't even know if it was the 90s, but, like, the 80s when they started 3D technology and they were just like, we're just gonna throw shit in these cons' faces. Yeah, and let's make every character throw stuff at the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Clash of the Titans. Yeah. That's the only reason the 3D is there. And again, that film had Liam Neeson in. It had 
Tony and Effie from Skins for all the people who liked Skins, which again, you're cunts. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. Don't don't like Skins, Charles. Um, was it Clash of the Titans too, where they decided to just get Eva Green in so they could show off her tits? Uh, I don't. I don't even think I watched Clash of the Titans two. Uh, Clash of the no, Titans one was so I, hard to watch. Like. <laughs> Yeah, he's garbage. <laughs> so yeah, Sam Worthington, who God knows if he's still working. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he will be soon, mate. He will be because apparently this is now a trilogy. Ten years later or whatever. Fucking hell! Oh my god. So it turns out he's been in cryogenic sleep for five years. He's on his way to the planet Pandora, and what we learn while he's on his way is that it was originally his brother who wanted to go his brother is a scientist he is yeah. just a marine uh yeah exactly and his brother got shot and died so some scientist <laughs> nerds came up to him and said Wait, when did he get shot like by who well apparently apparently this is an added scene if you watch the extended oh, okay. version but it's like surely not, that's like... pretty integral to the plot yeah. like yeah Throw that in the film yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I know. We're already on to a bad start. Anyway, some nerd scientists come up to Sam Worthington and they're like, Do you wanna take over your brother's contract? Because we've spent a lot of money on him and Oh well, yeah. Because fair. because you're twin brothers, you've got identical genomes. Uh so mm. whatever we're planning will work with you. Is that is that true? I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't know enough about science to know if twins have the exact same genome. I, I want to say no. Yeah, it doesn't... I think f- identical twins do. It doesn't feel right, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Don't know enough. It's not It's not the most fantastical thing I'll be asked to believe in this film, so I'm just, <laughs> okay. so just going to roll with it. Let's, let's put it out there. The director of this film went to the bottom of the goddamn Mariana's trench yeah so yeah whatever he says is gonna fly he knows science by my book. he is he a science man so sam worthington he's on his way to pandora he's taken over his brother's role um because he can do it he is also in a wheelchair um and oh no and we learned that this is the future so they can fix they could make, they could help him walk again but it costs a lot of money and because he's a marine he doesn't have that kind of money so no, you, you, the, the army aren't going to help him out there. They, no, no help from no. the army whatsoever. Why don't you just get up and goddamn walk? They say. <laughs> yeah, if you're Listen a real soldier, you just walk it off. You just walk it off, you fucking bitch. <laughs> You'd walk off severe spinal injury. <laughs> Stop being a prick. So, we land on the planet Pandora and we meet the head of security who's a real rough army dude and he informs everyone there that everything on Pandora and he says this line, wants to kill you and eat your eyes for jujubes and I don't know what that means. What do jujubes do? I don't know. I don't know and it's never explained and I just, I don't know what the purpose of that is. Is it not explained ever? No. There's no such thing as jujubes. They don't come up again. They don't mention them again. There's no reference to them at any point throughout the film. Is he being anti-Semitic? <laughs> potentially a horrible bit of anti-Semitism. <laughs> potentially. Potentially, yeah. yeah no, he's, being, he's being an anti-Semite. I mean, yeah. he's a terrible human, and he's and it's all the way through this film, he's a terrible human. So, you know, <laughs> anti-Semitism, the least of his issues. So it could be, it very much could be. 
So th- uh, this is one of those films where a lot happens in the opening couple of scenes. Yeah. So I'm rushing through it, but yeah, that's fine. Then we meet the the Avatar drivers. Okay. I don't know what that means. Exactly. We don't know what that means. But don't worry, because there's shitloads of exposition to explain it. You've got to love a, a, a fuckload of exposition. Hell yes, I do. So, we learn that uh, avatars are um, bodies of the native aliens of this planet that have been made from a mixture of human DNA and the mm-hmm. native alien DNA, which doesn't sure. feel like it would work. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> but do you know what you get if you cross human DNA with lion DNA? <laughs> Go on. You get a permanent ban from Chester Zoo, <laughs> as I found out. Yeah. That was a great joke. I thoroughly Thanks. enjoyed that, man. That was very good. <laughs> so. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. Um, that is a niche. Yeah, it's a very niche. Yeah, sorry. So. They grow these aliens in tanks from the mixture of DNA, and these are what are called avatars, the name of the film. And the avatar drivers are humans who have provided the DNA for the human part of these avatars, and they can link to their avatars through a machine and drive them. Like so they they basically they basically get into new bodies and drive them around with their minds. With their minds. With their minds. You don't need legs for that. Exactly. You don't need legs for that. And this is where it comes in because it was Jake's brother who provided the DNA for his avatar and trained to be an avatar driver. But because Jake has the same genomes, he can link with his brother's avatar. Fucking hell, Dave. Yeah. This is going to wreck my head. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm with you. Mate, strap in. This is this is about five minutes into the film. <laughs> I know. It's not even that, other. It's a three-hour <laughs> film. <laughs> so, then we meet uh, Grace Augustine. Why, why would you ever watch the extended edition? Fuck me. It's... Like, I understand for Lord of the Rings where there was so much in that they couldn't fit it in and it was a beautiful, amazing book from the past and blah, blah, blah. This is just some fucking bullshit that he's come up with. Yeah, and the problem is it's so boring. It's such a boring <laughs> film. It has some. It has some nice parts to it. It has some nice bits, but not enough for three hours of film. No. <laughs> We're just gonna All fucking right. smash through it, to be honest. Let's mate. go through yeah. it. I mean, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so. We meet Grace Augustine, played by Sigourney Weaver. She's the head scientist who's leading this Avatar program. If, if you're going to do an alien film, mate, you better get Sigourney hey, Weaver. if it's James Cameron and Aliens, you best believe Sigourney Weaver's in it. And uh, we find out that Jake's brother was a PhD who studied for three years. To... He had a pretty huge day. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the first thing Sigourney Weaver says, and then she says, "Then she says, also he was a doctor. Also he was a doctor. <laughs> but my God, that dick was impressive. It was like seventeen inches floppy. It was unbelievable. Every time he turned round, you had to duck. It's fucking huge. <laughs> we used him for limbo competitions. <laughs> so." His brother was a doctor who studied for three years to learn how to become an Avatar driver. And then she asked Jake how much training he's done, and he's like, I've done none. I've done none. 
I've done loads of training in uh, trying to piss <laughs> since <laughs> since yeah. my disability. Uh, yeah, exactly. So Jake is severely undertrained for this mission, so I don't know why they've got him on it. <laughs> anyway, Sigourney Weaver's fuming at this. She decides she's going to go speak to um, Giovanni Rabisi, a.k.a. Frank from Friends. Okay, Frank from Friends. Who is the boss of this whole organisation that are on Pandora. We don't know what they're there for at the minute, but we're about to find out. <laughs> so, she goes to this guy who's called Parker Selfridge in this film. Good name. Yeah, it's a good name. It's a very good very name. Very strong name. Yeah, and she's having a go at him about, you know, putting a marine into this mission when they're scientists, blah, 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 blah. And then Parker Selfridge is like, we're not here to find out more about the planet. We're here for this. And he shows her a piece of rock and he says it's called, it's called Unobtainium. Unobtainium. It's a very, very good name. So, um, in back in the day, all you cool kids at home, uh, when people wanted to come up with um, really cool names for elements that didn't exist, they would use pop stars of the time. Uh, hence why we had Adam Antium. And now <laughs> we <laughs> instead we've just got um, just bullshit. Yeah. Unobtainium. Yeah. Well, it must be obtainable because you have some. Well, this is my big thing with the film. It's <laughs> it's not that unobtainable. They've literally got pieces of it everywhere. It's just hanging around. They know where it is on the planet. And also, if you have that element, then you know that that element must then exist. Yeah. So why don't you go somewhere where, there, I don't know, there isn't a load of guys and then get it from there? But never mind, that's going ahead. Oh, honestly, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> then he tells her, to add to the ridiculousness, he tells her that this bit of rock, this unobtainium, is worth $20 yeah. million dollars a kilo. Well, this is the future, Dave, so we don't know what the exchange rate of the dollar's like. That's true. It could be it could be dog shit. That could be like pennies. It could be, could be like a, it could, uh, yeah, I'm talking in Zimbabwe dollars, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally worth eight pence. <laughs> <laughs> per kilo. It's worth eight pence. <laughs> but they're willing to wipe out an entire planet for it. Well, it's like, nah, fuck this. You. Yeah, yeah. 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 So then we cut back to Jake, the uh, the crippled marine, who is about to do his first link with his avatar. <laughs> Jake, the crippled marine. As he is referred Jake. to throughout this film. Oh, shaky Jake. <laughs> we can't call him that, fucking hell. No, we can't. It's, it's a milkshake from this country from 2002. <laughs> wibble wobble wibble one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jake does his first link with his avatar. They've got them in this lab, and Jake goes in this machine, and he links to his avatar, and he opens his eyes, and straight away, he gets well overexcited about the fact that he can move his legs and, like, stroll (laughs) around and stuff. And he... I'd be quite excited, to be fair, if I hadn't moved my legs for a while. Well, this is the thing. He gets so overexcited, and people are shouting at him, saying, like, you've got to go through, like, you know, we've got to do motor neuron tests and check that the link's working okay. He's like standing around. He's swinging his tail. He ignores them completely. <laughs> this guy is a this guy is a marine. He is literally all his life trained to follow yeah. orders, and yeah. within two seconds, he's just like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm going rogue." 
I'm going rogue. I'm going AWOL yeah. straight away. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally does go AWOL. He bursts out of a door. He punches a scientist and he just... What? And he just... Does he actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he just goes AWOL and he just goes running. He just runs off. Well, what happens to Jake in reality? Do they just shoot him in the head? No, they just leave him. They're just like, well, we'll just chase after his avatar, even though we've got his That's actual insane. physical oh, body no. right here. I didn't realise that there was that much of a plot hole at this point in the film. It's, it's insane. <laughs> The best way to think about it is kind of similar to the Matrix. So, like, he plugs into this machine, and then all of a sudden he wakes up in his avatar body. Unplug him from the fucking machine. Exactly, exactly. So he runs off, and then they he runs into um, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, but she's in her avatar, and she throws him a bit of fruit, and he eats it, and that's that scene. Good lord! I know. Okay, I mean, this is super confusing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know. So, then, Jake's rolling around the uh, facility, and we meet the head of security from the beginning, and he's the colonel. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a colonel. And... He is the colonel. Yeah. The KFC guy himself. He is the colonel. He says something along the lines of... If is it Colonel Miles? <laughs> no, but it is it actually. I think it is Colonel Miles Quaritch. Oh, mate! Tell you what, that's good knowledge. Considering you knowledge. haven't even seen I've the looked, film, I've looked. I've looked it up. Oh, mate. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. Considering you haven't watched the film, the fact that you've <laughs> memorized this guy's name is uh, is pretty impressive. <laughs> Remember uh, from the ether, came <laughs> to me there, Colonel Miles Quaritch. <laughs> to be fair, it sounds like the sort of name I'd come up with. Yeah, so, Miles Quaritch. I don't think they ever say that in the film. I think I'd remember Quaritch if they said it. No, Quaritch. Quaritch. Oh no way yeah. they definitely don't say that they didn't want to say quaritch because they might get sued <laughs> by uh the property of jk Rowling. yeah that's true it's a bit bit too close so a bit too close the colonel tells them that he's having like a, a, a security briefing again and he tells them that if they don't follow the rules pandora will shit them out dead <laughs> what does that mean uh, what does it mean what does any of this mean it means nothing Okay. So, <laughs> then Jake's chatting to the colonel, and the colonel says that he's really excited that they've managed to get a marine into the Avatar program because he doesn't agree with the Avatar program. He thinks it's a joke, but now... What were they using before marines? Just scientists. Well, so, why? the idea of the Avatar program was that scientists would go into the natives and like learn about their culture and then maybe yeah. find out a way to get them to agree to move because they're on the major site of unobtainium. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I'm one of one of you, obviously. <laughs> that uh, you've as, never as seen you've, before or met. As you've known me from birth. <laughs> um, I think that we should all just fuck off. If we could just fuck <laughs> off, I don't know, over there. <laughs> yeah. Ten miles over there. Away from this big old tree. Then this that'd be great if we could just fuck off. What do, what do we all think? And they're like, I've never seen you before in my life. No, go away. The fact that they have not used a military man up to this point is madness. But hey ho, it's genuinely insane, isn't it? Like uh, they want the scientists to find out a safe way to get rid of the natives, and the reason they want that is because they're like Guns. killing the natives is bad press, which we find out later. But yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason. Where exactly? Who gives a shit? 
Who cares? Like uh, they've never given a fuck before. Why do they care now? Oh, mate, honest to God, it's real. It's a real rough watch. So <laughs> fucking hell, the things I go it's through for this podcast. So, Jake's chatting to the Colonel, and the Colonel tells him that he thinks the Avatar program is a joke. And then we get this classic movie trope. It's a very classic. And what separates this from a normal sci-fi is that this movie trope is normally kind of rom-com movie trope in that the Colonel asks Jake to be his spy on the inside. Okay. So we kind of know what's going to happen. It's the kind of same thing that happens with Cruel Intentions, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days... Someone's acting like they like a person, only to then yeah. turn out that oh, they were only doing it because they were after something else, and yeah, yeah. it's so. So we get we get a rom com trope in an action film. Yeah, fantastic. Exactly, and and it's a major plot point of the film. It comes back so many times to bite I'm him in the sure ass. It does. Yeah. So yeah, we're off to a good start. So, Jake, this scientist called Norm, and Scorny Weaver are all in their avatars and they're all wandering around Pandora to go take samples of the plants or something. Shit, I don't know. (laughs) Jake finds these plants that are like uh, big bulbs and when he touches them they shrink down into little tiny plants and he finds this hilarious even though, again, (laughs) even though again, he is a trained marine. Well... It sounds kind of funny. So. <laughs> so yeah, he'd probably break years of training. I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be touching all the flowers. I'd find it fucking hilarious. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't blame you for a second for touching the flowers, mate. But where you and Jake differ is that you are not a trained marine. <laughs> no, no, that is accurate. Yeah, that is very accurate. <laughs> So he's touching all these flowers, they're all shrinking down, he touches one and it sets off a domino's effect, suddenly all these flowers close and he's faced with this big rhino looking fucker, this big angry rhino and it starts like stamping its feet at him. Sigourney Weaver tells Jake not to run from this rhino and that the the rhino thing is doing a territorial display Um, and so Jake has to stand his ground against this fucking massive angry rhino (laughs) honest to god man and jake thinks he's won because the rhino like starts looking scared and backing off and then there's the classic he turns around and there's a bigger animal behind him oh no yeah and it's like some weird leopard creature and the leopard creature jumps at the rhino but then the rhino runs off and joins its family and the leopard realizes there's too many of the rhino creatures so it turns around and sees Jake and then goes to attack it. Uh, so Jake starts running off and there's a big chase scene where the rhinos, like, where the, sorry, the leopard thing is like chasing Jake. And then Jake manages to jump off a waterfall uh, to escape the leopard. But then he's stranded in the forest by himself. Oh, no, shit. Exactly. Holy What's he gonna shit. Do? What is he going to do? He doesn't know this forest. He doesn't know this land. He's been told that Pandora will literally shit him out dead. Shit him out. I mean, it won't eat him. It will shit no, just him out. Shit him. <laughs> so he's had a real, he's had a real bad time. To be honest, this he's a stinker there, mate. He has. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so he's wandering around the forest, lost, and that's when we see the first real uh, Navi, which is the native 
person. Hey, listen. Hey. It's called Navi. Listen. That's a uh, cool, cool reference for you all there. For all the gamers out there. Um, all those gamers. <laughs> so yeah, this this Navi is gonna shoot him with a bow and arrow, and then just as she's like aiming at him, this weird jellyfish thing lands on her arrow and stops oh, yeah, her from sure. shooting him for some reason. A, je- a jellyfish thing. Yeah, that floats in okay. in in the air. Oh, like SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like SpongeBob SquarePants. But they are under the water, so I'll give them that. Yeah, well, not in this film, they're not, but there's still jellyfish no, well, that float through the sky. Um, so the the jellyfish stops him. Yeah, the jellyfish. The her. jellyfish lands on the arrow, and for some reason, this makes her like not shoot him. Well, why? Yeah, but why wouldn't? Why you? wouldn't you? The jellyfish says no. Then you wouldn't do well, it. Not not only does it look like one of her species, I guess. Yeah, because of the Avatar program. Yeah, yeah. Although he's wearing clothes and she isn't. Although she's wearing very skimpy, skimpy clothes. Well, yeah, of course. Sexy blue aliens all over the is all this, over the show. Is this sexy blue alien Zoe Saldana? This sexy blue alien is sexy Zoe Saldana. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go right. Okay, I, I don't want to sound misogynistic, and I I don't want to sound like a sexist dickhead, but I am going to go on record and say that I find Zoe Saldana incredibly attractive, but I do find her more attractive when she is in different colours. <laughs> yeah, green or blue is a real good. One. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the old Captain Kirk debacle. <laughs> it is, yeah. He shagged aliens. That was fine yeah. back in the seventies. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they shagged boys in the seventies, so that's not okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and one man shagged corpses in the seventies and got away with yeah. it. Yeah, but... yeah. But yeah, <laughs> aliens. Aliens are sexy, is what we learn from this film. Aliens are sexy. Aliens. Things that we don't know, bloody sexy. Yeah, aliens really can be sexy. So. <laughs> that's that's what we want you to take home, kids. <laughs> is that aliens really can be sexy. If you're looking at ET and thinking, I want that glowy finger in me, then that's normal. Me, that's normal because aliens can be aliens sexy. can be sexy. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Just after this film, go and watch Species, and you tell me you wouldn't fuck an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Shag Alice, I don't. I think you're crazy. <laughs> you're talking out your ass, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jake's stranded in the forest, and we you see this me. helicopter with Sigourney Weaver and Norm flying overhead. And they say that they can't run night ops because the colonel said they can't. So uh, Jake's gonna have to survive till morning. And Sigourney Weaver goes, he won't last till morning. Whoa! So they've already called him. He doesn't even, doesn't even have real legs. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to last at all. He's a fucking useless dickhead. <laughs> Is that what they're saying? That's basically what they say. They basically yeah. say, "Oh, he's practically dead anyway. Might as well leave him." <laughs> we only put him on this course because he shot his wife in the bathroom. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they basically leave Jake for dead. Uh, is what happens. That's in this really next sound. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did not. They didn't even give him twelve hours. No, they're just like fuck <laughs> him. He's, he's a goner. Let's leave him forever. And, and, uh, at this point, is Sigourney Weaver still in her blue suit? Yeah, yeah. The, the two <laughs> of them are both still <laughs> blue aliens. I know. I know. Oh, I know. Right, okay. So, Jake's running through the forest. It's night time. These weird, like, hyena aliens are chasing him, and then they surround him. He manages to light a stick on fire because he's got a lighter oh. with him, apparently. Well, he understands fire, for the, oh, as opposed to aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Mate, honest to God. <laughs> this, was, this was such a hard watch. <laughs> <laughs> if... If anyone listening to this episode really enjoyed Avatar, please write in and just tell me what you enjoyed yeah, about why? it. Like, what was good yeah. about it? I'm not even going to take take the piss out of you. I, I want to know why. Yeah, genuinely, if you can just tell us, like, what you thought was good about it, that would be a massive help, because maybe I've missed something. Yeah, you missed the uh, directorial masterpiece that is James Cameron, I think. Yeah, you missed how sexy blue aliens are. And... I haven't seen Zoe Saldana in this. As I say, I haven't watched the film, so I, I don't know, but that may be a redeeming factor. Oh, to a point. you could definitely crack one out, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know, but when she's green and Gamora, she's much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's being chased by these weird hyena aliens. <clears throat> he gets surrounded, and um, Zoe Saldana jumps in and protects him and kills one of Whoa. these hyena aliens with her bow and arrow she protects him she protects him she protects him and Whoa. he is like really thankful and he's like oh thank you for saving me and she gets really angry at him and she's like you don't say thank you for this uh this is a sad moment she's getting she's getting really angry at him she's like you can't be thankful for something dying you know it's a sad moment and she tells him she calls him a baby and she calls him a sky child which is I don't know and <laughs> I don't know I don't know what that means Fuck. maybe it means someone from space becoming an avatar yeah <laughs> they have a very specific term for that scenario <laughs> for that exact scenario and as she's shouting at him a load of those weird jellyfish creatures like come down and start flocking towards Jake's avatar and he starts slapping them away and she grabs his arm and tells him not to and then loads of them like flock around him and like land on him and she tells them that they're seeds of the sacred tree sure yeah of course they are and he tells her that he can't survive in the forest without her and she says to follow her (laughs) because these sacred tree seeds have landed on him (laughs) i love the fact that they sent him in so they knew he couldn't walk in real life so they sent him in being able to walk uh with no equipment <laughs> just nothing at all no knowledge nothing other than this place is fucking grim well this so this is the thing like norm you better watch it back yeah, norm one of the scientists said he studied for five years and his brother <laughs> his brother we <laughs> found out help. his brother we found out studied for three years and then just because he's a uh, you know his brother they're just like yeah you'll be fine you'll be sound you've probably you'll be, got you'll be right i mean i imagine twins have all the knowledge of the other twin when they die yeah That's when, how one, twins when one twin dies all that knowledge just imparts into your brain <laughs> uh, so you'll be fine also don't forget 
that this place can shit you out yeah uh with, without eating yeah. you at we're all. well aware and that the... this is the most dangerous planet ever mm. and we're happy to send you out with little to no knowledge <laughs> fucking ridiculous this man. does not sound like the military that i know no honest <laughs> to god it's just ridiculous so he asks this navi for help and they start running off because she's like oh follow me and then as they're running some bolas hit jake and he goes down like a sack of shit basically that's not an alien species that is balls attached to a string. that is balls attached to a string yeah 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 okay, cool. is that how you pronounce it it is bolas yeah. yeah okay that is like uh what uh, sedge did to foxy in school that was that was absolutely brilliant for anyone who wasn't there which is probably you know a few of our listeners i'm gonna go with 99.999 percent of our yeah listeners. yeah there's an absolute brilliant moment when mossy and i were in school together where one of the bullies from the year above just told one of our mates to run he wasn't a bully he was just a cunt he was a weird bloke and he definitely yeah. was a bully just like yeah and he told one of our mates to run and for some reason our mate did and started running across this concrete yard <laughs> and this guy tied his shoes together at no, the laces he had he had already tied his shoes together at the laces brilliant okay so most of us already knew what was coming then in that case <laughs> this guy this guy started running across this concrete yard <laughs> and the the lad just hurled his shoes at him they wrapped around yeah. his legs and he fucking hit the deck real hard. It was perfect. Hard. I've n- I have never seen anything better than that. It, it, the fact that he'd already tied his shoes and the fact that he nailed the throw. It, oh, God, it was Legolas-esque. He was just like, tell you what, I'm getting him. Run. And he Prometheus ran in a straight line. <laughs> and then this guy just whipped his shoes <laughs> at his feet, tied them together and he hit the deck and smashed his face into the floor. I cannot believe it happened, <laughs> but it definitely did. That that event in school is what proves to me that bolas are an effective weapon. Because yeah. up until that point, I'd only seen them in, like, kung fu movies. And I was like, <laughs> bullshit would that work? Like, bullshit would that ever work? What are the chances that you would hit a moving target with those? And then, fuck me, did I see it with my own eyes? It's absolutely and James, incredible. And then James Cameron came along and went, yeah, no, don't you forget. Yeah, they're real. They totally work. They absolutely work. <laughs> so, yeah, Jake Sully does a foxy and hits the deck like a fucking sack of shit. Absolutely <laughs> real, hits them hard. And we find these navvies that are on horses and they drag him off to go see uh, what we later find out is Zoe Saldana's dad, who is apparently human the Human horses? Not human horses, alien horses. Okay. You can assume from now on that every animal is some alien version of slightly like like it was made in the video game Spore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. So they drag them off to see Zoe Saldana's dad, who is the chief of their tribe, and they ask Jake well, where he comes from and what he is, and he tells them that he's a marine, which is basically like a warrior. And he tells so he just fucking spills the straight away. Straight yeah, away. no. Uh, no fucking military training he's just straight away name rank and what he does <laughs> from what I know about marines it's that they're really easy to crack. oh so easy to break yeah so easy to crack absolutely you amateurs. just gotta take them to anywhere anywhere that they don't know and just be like who are you and they're like oh shit no no I'm this guy don't kill me please I reckon and I'm gonna throw this out on record and I'm willing to be proved wrong but I reckon I could batter a marine 
easy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out on record. And again, write in, tell me, the Marine Corps are all bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could batter a Marine with like one eye yeah, closed. Easy. He's a piss. Just, just they don't know. They don't know England, Dave. So they come over here and just be like, "Who are you?" And they'd be like, "Oh shit, uh, I'm, I'm uh, J- Jacob Ethnic. I'm uh, from um from this core. I lived here. I lived in Maryland. Um, oh, my mom is called uh, Mary Jane. <laughs> All you've got to do to beat the Marines is take them somewhere that they don't know, and then they're just they like, "I'm know. so disorientated. I'm gonna give up everything I I have." I like that. I like sure that your marine was called Jacob was called Ethnic. <laughs> Jacob Ethnic. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> do you know? Do you know why that came Go up? On. It's because I was thinking of the name Joe Exotic because I've been watching too much tagging, <laughs> and so I just took the E and then had to change it really fast. That was yeah. That was pretty smart. Pretty quick thinking into something racist. I liked it. Yeah. Well. so he tells them everything and we find out that the navi call them dream walkers uh because they know that they're not real navi and that they're people in alien bodies so jake tells them everything about who he is and they're like okay cool and then apparently because they've never had a warrior uh in a alien body before they've only had scientists they decide that this one might be the one worth teaching everything about themselves. So they already know. They already know that the Americans are up to this fucking stupid shit. Honest, uh, honestly, man. Honestly. <laughs> we find a thing out later that um, Sigourney Weaver's character went into the Navis and built a school uh, to teach them, like, English and, like help them learn and be educated with the idea that if they could trade them education they might be willing to trade the unobtainium <laughs> i know the entire plan yeah exactly yeah and <laughs> when the navi found out about it or like something happened they were just like nah fuck this and banished uh sigourney weaver from their um from their settlement so now another one comes in who's exactly the same and they're just like oh well you're a soldier rather than a scientist so that's probably better uh let's just tell you everything about our civilization (laughs) fucking ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous so jake goes to sleep as a navi and then he wakes up in his real body back in the machine back at base um and then we find out through a scene with uh, Giovanni Rabisi that the Navi village where they live is resting on the biggest deposit of unobtainium on the planet. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Pretty convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when he says that killing the natives is bad PR. Well... It's not the best PR. But again, what news company is reporting on this? Like, what is the um, story? Fox, like, probably. Yeah, Fox, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Fox, because Fox are full of cunts. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just... That whole bit's ridiculous. Anyway, we, cu- <laughs> we cut to Jake, and the scientists are absolutely got little scientist boners over the fact that Jake has managed to get into the 
main camp of the navvies and so they're spending a bit of time teaching him all the avatar name all the navi names no one's ever done that before well they've done it before but they've been exiled after a while so now that they're back in (laughs) they've been exiled just for being dick yeah basically being like no you you're a fucking asshole (laughs) get out of here (laughs) oh shit sorry so now that they've found their way back in they're all well excited so they're teaching jake all the navi names all like the main players in the in the um group and we find out that norm the scientist is real pissed off because jake is better at avatar than he is i don't know <laughs> he's just that jealous just, it, that is literally what it is and i read some of the wikipedia and imdb stuff for this and apparently in the extended version because in the film that i watched norm arrives at pretty much the same time as jake and they go through yeah. this together and i think norm has spent a bit of time training for it and that's why he's pissed off that jake is like better at it uh, than so him the, so this is a bit of this is iceman uh iceman maverick yeah and... exactly there's a bit of a rivalry but then apparently in the extended versions you learn that norm hasn't arrived at the same time as jake he's actually been there for a while <laughs> and he was he was there when sigourney weaver's character was like in with the navi and he had a relationship with one of them and then that came to an end and then and no. then that's why he's jealous I, uh, yeah it's well, all just yeah, fucking, fucking dog shit stupid. yeah that's i don't know is. why so anyway we cut to jake is back in his avatar and um Nateri, the the female navi that he's come to befriend uh, is teaching him the ways of her people so the first thing she's teaching him is how to make a bond with the horse alien creature that i thought you said make a bomb make a bomb <laughs> yeah lesson yeah. one <laughs> lesson one bomb <laughs> it's the most important thing you got to learn if you're going to be one of us bombs bombs isis <laughs> is what they're called so the a lot of the creatures and trees and all sorts of things on this pandora have weird tentacles and the navi all have weird tentacles in their hair and the tentacles can connect and create a bond Mm. with each other i don't know again pretty sexy yeah it is pretty sexy and apparently that's how also how they have sex so it is very sexy oh is it okay okay so jake learns to bond with this weird horse creature and falls off his horse and is shit at it <laughs> immediately <laughs> immediately he's just awful and then we cut back to that's meant to be a scene that's like showing that he's learning about the natives and then we cut back to him in the real world and he's chatting to the colonel and he's got like this big schematic of how the world looks and how that tree looks that they all live under yeah. which is on top of the big unobtainium deposit and he's telling the colonel the exact structure of this tree and the best way to take it down. Or bomb uh, it, I would imagine. Well, yeah, pretty much. Oh, is, that it is down the with stra- chainsaws? <laughs> well, bomb it is the strategy uh, that they do go with That's later a surprise. On, yeah. <laughs> I think it took someone uh, to infiltrate the society to be like, just bomb the fucking tree. Just bomb them. Just bomb them. That'll, that'll do it. That'll win. Being the scientists have already wormed their way in. <laughs> so... One of the scientists sees that Jake is chatting to the colonel. Um, and it's at this point that they decide they're going to move operations out of the main base and the scientists are all going to fly to this secondary base that where they've got link things, whatever they're called, link beds or whatever. Link, link beds. Yeah, I guess. 
and uh, it's up in the flo- floating mountains of Pandora. Now, well, that, that are... makes loads of sense. Yeah, exactly. What, what are they? What, are they? What, are the, well, what does that mean? What doesn't make sense is that they've got this second base, this second research facility with link beds where they can connect to their avatars. Yeah. But they don't explain why they have this second base. <laughs> like, what was the point of it? Why did they ever set it up in the first place? And it's on Pandora. It's on Pandora, oh, yeah. Right. And, like, apparently this is out of the way of the, like, army and military. But surely they would be aware of it because they're funding <laughs> oh, this entire operation. Like, the whole thing is just is just ludicrous. Like, I just don't understand <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, but so, you're not military, mate, so... That's true. Anything. It's it's need to know. This need to know this basis, film mate. this film operates on a strictly need to know basis. Very which is why it's strictly so need to know basis. To understand. Yeah. <laughs> Only James Cameron knew what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> so they go up into these flying mountains of Pandora. They're with this uh, helicopter pilot called Trudy, who becomes important later on. And they fly through the mountains, and apparently, uh, something to do with something on pandora interrupts their instruments they call it well they call it the flux vortex of course they do yeah that is how scientific it gets that's pretty scientific they're approaching the flux vortex and that makes their senses go crazy (laughs) luckily trudy is one of the greatest goddamn pilots you've ever seen she manages to get them there no problem she's better than goose She's better than Goose. She doesn't eject herself through a cockpit, so she's already a hundred times better than Goose. (laughs) So, they manage to fly through these mountains, and they're on this separate research facility. So, yeah. They go back into their avatars, and in Avatar Land, Jake kills uh, some alien deer creature with his bow and arrow. And apparently... Well, exactly, but apparently they can kill oh. sometimes if oh, it's like part of their training. They got yeah, me. I... If they just think fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we never kill except for when we do. Except in which case, it's sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, it's, um, then it's fine. Then it's all right. Yeah. So he kills this deer creature, and then he does like the weird prayer of like killing, where he's like, "Oh, thank you for." what you're going to provide and you'll go back to the earth and it, it, oh, honest to god <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned it man but this is a tough watch this yeah. film is a tough watch he does Our this weird father, prayer th- who art yeah. in Pandora hallowed Basi- be thy name <laughs> it's basically that it is basically that and then Natiri the female at Navi is so proud of him for you know, doing a what the, what she calls a clean kill, that um, she decides he's ready to have his own dragon creature. What? Yeah, there's dragon creatures in this film that fly, and apparently, like when you become a a Navi that can kill properly, then you get a dragon. But he's already told them that he isn't a Navi. Well, they want him to be one, apparently. That doesn't and make any sense. Be... <laughs> so, because they, they know he's him. already a normal man, they've seen this shit before. Yeah, I don't I understand know. what's going on. Right, I know, enough. I know. So she shows him her dragon creature, and she I tells him she that. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Um, 
Do you want to have a quick gander at my dragon creature? He's like, absolutely, 100%, yeah. <laughs> I am in. I want to see that dragon I couldn't think of anything so I'd want to watch more than your dragon creature. And she shows him, and he's like, this isn't what I expected. Ah, oh, that's. I thought you meant vagina. I, I thought you meant... meant vagina. What do you call it? What the navvies call it? And she's like, we also call it vagina. <laughs> so... She shows him her dragon creature and explains <laughs> that uh, <laughs> explains that every Navi gets to try and get a dragon creature and that they all bond to one and that that's their dragon creature forever. Okay. Yeah, I know. Just just roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. No, I mean, I'm rolling with it. I've never been rolling harder. Rolling deep, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so then we have a bit of a montage sequence. Uh, I know, Love I know. That. Some montage with Jake outside of the Navi, where he's like learning to speak Navi with the scientists. They're like teaching him the language. Yeah. And then some scenes back where he's an avatar and he's like running through the jungle with Nateri and she's showing him all the different things that the jungle can do, all the different plants. <laughs> Wait, and stuff. so he can't actually speak their language yet? He's speaking English. Oh, for fuck's sake. And the way they explain it is that... Uh. The way they explain it is that Sigourney Weaver's character set up a school to teach them English so some of them can speak some English. This is unbelievable. All right, carry well, on. Now I'm, well, this... I'm, no, I'm rolling with it, Dave. I've told you yeah. I'm rolling with it, so let's go on. This entire film is unbelievable. Um... <laughs> there's a scene in this there's a scene in this bit in the montage where they're running through the forest where they see the uh the big leopard creature from before that attacked jake and the big leopard creature has got children and i think you're meant to think like oh amazing like nature's beautiful the the graphics considering how much money was spent on this it looks like something out of the children's program ace lightning And I get that that might be a niche <laughs> reference. I pulled my headphone out laughing at that. I get that that might be a niche reference. No, me, it's perfect. But fuck me, it looks so bad. Me, because Ace Lightning was fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and they must have had a budget of about $280,000. And that's about it. Honest to God, it's genuinely... <laughs> genuinely awful it just i don't know why it's aged so badly but some of the scene i think because there's so much i think because there's so much cgi yeah, yeah. in this film it really stands out oh, as no, cgi it definitely, it definitely will it's like um so i went to see when i went to see black panther um the end of that film is fucking awful and I, I, anyone who was just like oh black panther's a piece of art it's amazing it does this 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 the end of that film is fucking trash and I will I will not hear anything other than that because all it is is a big CGI fight in front of a CGI train and yeah. it looks like shit and it looks like CGI and you're just like well no this is shite just put some actual action in there I imagine it's... this is the same thing being that 86% of this film is CGI that's it because the planet's not real the people aren't real none of the aliens are real so everything that you're seeing is like computer generated to a point so it's just like some of it just looks real garbage yeah i bet it does yeah 
Anyway, so they, yeah, they have this scene where they see all the aliens and basically uh, Natiri, the Navi, is explaining that there's a network of energy that flows through all living things. So it's like the Force, basically. Final Fantasy VII, the storyline to Final Fantasy VII. I know you haven't played it, but it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to believe you because you've played it a lot. So. Yes, yeah, I've been playing it recently. <laughs> Not the remake, the original, but that's by the way. So then we get the scene where Jake goes to find his dragon, which sounds sexier than it is. <laughs> um, they climb up into the floating mountains of Pandora and they do all this scary mountain climbing shit, but again, there's no real jeopardy because you can tell it's all computer-generated. Um, and they climb up into these mountains where the dragons live and the thing is that they have to go up and like muzzle the dragon and climb on top of it and bond with it before it can ah, like kill them that's really dangerous that's really pointlessly dangerous it's pointlessly it's just not have po- da- just not have dragons just invent yeah. cars yeah exactly pointlessly dangerous is the key term I think this is pointlessly dangerous <laughs> for this film or for this bit well, yeah, for both, I think. Because <laughs> they tell they tell Jake that it's like the ones in Harry Potter that he has to choose. <laughs> he the, has to the, choose his dragon, but also the dragon the, chooses him. Yeah. It's like the dragon's gonna eat my fucking dick off. So how about I, how about I don't go? How about that yeah. one? <laughs> how about I just pick the one that's least likely to eat my face? How about that I pick the one that isn't a dragon? And you remember, I'm a fucking <laughs> marine, so I just pick. <laughs> A tank or a helicopter <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, there's this there's this Navi that's called like Suitsay or something. I don't know some shit. <laughs> that's from that's from Discworld, mate. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, like his storyline is that he's betrothed to Natiri and he's fuming that Natiri's spending all her time with Jake. Right, Sully. Here we go. We got a bit of yeah. a rom com, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We got a bit of so, a John Smith Pocahontas yeah. storyline exactly very much so so um when they go to get the dragons there's like three or four of them that are all first timers going to get their dragons and this Sasutse or whatever his name is he tells them that jake sully's gonna go first because obviously like wants him to die like (laughs) that's really sound he's a real sound bloke um Anyway, Jake manages to get a dragon within like seconds. There's really, ah, there's, there's, there's really no danger. There is no stakes, no threat. No, he nails it. He absolutely smashes it. He bonds with this dragon, and then you get a big dragon scene. Um, and then he's flying the dragon, and Natiri starts flying her dragon next to him, and they're flying round Pandora. And then all of a sudden, this big shadow comes over them, and they look up, and it's this massive dragon, like. 10 times the size of the dragons they're on. Why didn't he catch that one? Well, exactly why didn't they? What a fucking waste of space. <laughs> what a waste of time. Just get that one. Get the massive <laughs> one that's bigger than the world. Get the world anyway, dragon. Get world dragon. Anyway, world dragon attacks them and they barely manage to escape. This dragon sounds like an asshole. This dragon is an asshole. <laughs> okay. And they barely manage to escape and Natiri explains that this world dragon is called Daruk. And Daruk. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Like, he sounds like, uh, what was the name of the singer who did Colorblind? Uh, that was Darius Dinesh. Darius Dinesh, yeah. yeah. Darius Dinesh. That's the name of the this world dragon. dragon. Big Darius Dinesh. <laughs> Darius Dinesh. You make me colorblind. <laughs> um, 
Nobody told me it feels so good. And he's blasting them with fire. Yeah. Nobody said you'd be so beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, Darius Dinesh attacks them and they barely manage to escape. And then Natiri <laughs> explains that um, Darius Dinesh is also known as the Last Shadow because... Last race. Uh, <laughs> no, apparently it's because most times if you see... Darius Dinesh's shadow it's the last shadow you'll ever see <laughs> I suppose yeah because I can't, I can't I can't count the amount of times I've been clocking people's shadows yeah <laughs> yeah I've been like oh that's a good shadow oh good shadow yeah. put that in my shadow logbook put that in my shadow logbook <laughs> exactly dear diary this shadow looks like a capital P <laughs> so then she explains to him that in all of Navi history, there have only been five riders of Darius Dinesh. Well, five's quite a lot. Five's, five is too much, isn't it? <laughs> if she said many. like one, one, if she'd have said like one or <laughs> yeah. two. As opposed to, there's been quite a few. Actually, no, to be fair, there's been loads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's Actually, a pretty common thing. He's com- he's a complete bitch. <laughs> you just get from so I imagine that will not play any no, further part in the film. No, absolutely no further part in the film. I certainly don't doubt near the end. <laughs> so then we cut back to the real world, and the Jake is in the canteen or something, and the Colonel, <laughs> I don't know, he's got he's a somewhere. sandwich. He's got, yeah, he's got, got a chips boy. and a steak and <laughs> kidney pie, and he's just like, "What do you want, Colonel? Can you fuck <laughs> off, by the way? Because all I've been eating is mushrooms." The colonel comes up and he's like, um, we're shutting down your mission. Uh, and Jake's like, oh, what do you mean you're shutting it down? You know, there's still loads that I can get. Well, and that the sounds like, like madness because he's already yeah. just caught a dragon. So you'd think that they'd keep it going. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's doing real well at becoming a native, which is what they sent him there to do. <laughs> Literally his job. Anyway, the colonel tells him they're shutting down the mission. And Jake's like, oh, you haven't got all the information yet. And the colonel says, actually, you've given us everything we need. We've got full schematics of the tree. And that's all we needed was to take out that tree so we can get to the Unobtainium. If we take out that tree, the Navi will move because that's their home, Should basically. Should have just done it in the first place then. Yeah, exactly. And literally... Exactly. Well, literally, as you pointed out... Jake gives them the schematics of this tree and like how it works on the inside, what the structure is, but all they do is go and bomb it. And they could have done that without him at any point. <laughs> yeah, just been like, what happens if we bomb this fucking massive tree? Just be like, uh, oh no, there's all the unobtainium, yes, Sam. Let's go get it. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, Jake says to the colonel, listen. I'm going back in tomorrow. I've got one ceremony left, and it's my becoming an adult ceremony or something. <laughs> it's my. Yeah. It's a. I'm one day off retirement, mate. Come on. Yeah, it's for it's his bar sake. mitzvah. Let him have his bar mitzvah. I get then... to throw my goddamn cap in the air, and then they'll all be like, Wee! and then maybe there'll be an after party, and maybe I'll have some sex. <laughs> but. Jake's reasoning is that when he becomes a, an adult in the eyes of the Navi, he'll be allowed to speak to their council and he'll be able to negotiate the terms of their relocation. 
and that's what he's still working towards is that they can get them to relocate. But the colonel is clearly like dead set on just bombing the well, fuck out of these fuck, people. Does he? The he really does not give a shit. No. So he says to Jake, "You better get it done then." So Jake goes back into Navi world, and he does the ceremony, and he becomes a full-grown adult. And then Natiri takes him to the the soul tree, which is a like sure. a magic tree. Yeah. Does she have sex with him in the tree? Oh, they they full on have sex. Do they? This do they is, bang in the tree? This is the moment where they have full on Navi sex. Yeah. Holy shit! How does Navi sex work, though? They, they it works very much like human sex in that they bang together, but also they connect their hair together. But the, there is a dick and a vagina. Yeah, yeah. But what I don't get is the whole like we find this out a bit later in the film, but the whole thing with the Navi's is with their tentacle hair when they connect it to the plants and stuff, the plants are basically like their internet and they oh, can okay. upload and download memories and thoughts and all kinds of stuff. So they're filming this is what you're trying to say? Well, what I'm saying is when she connects to Jake Sully in this way, at this point, he still has in his mind that he's there to like connect with the natives but then get them to move so that the military can bomb the fuck out of their home. <laughs> So why does she at this point not? Why does this? Because this comes as a surprise to her later on in the yeah, film. But Dave, maybe he's just really good at sex. That's true. She had other things to think about, mm. like his PhD. Like oh no, his, that was his like brother. His PhD. Like maybe the fact that he's got excellent clit work. Like who knows? <laughs> his brother was a doctor, but Jake Sully's got a PhD. He's so. got a PhD, and he's. <laughs> exceptionally good at taking women to orgasm whether they be blue whether they be black whether they be white he does not give a fuck it doesn't matter to him no he's a, he's not a tradesman he's good at his craft he's a tradesman <laughs> <laughs> so they have sex and apparently if you have sex under the soul tree that means you're mated for life that, that's it which that's you that's I you don't for think life. Jake knew beforehand no. And I think that's entrapment. I think she should have told him, yeah. That is a yeah. that is a horny pot if I've ever heard one. Oh yeah, totally. He's, <laughs> that's entrapment. He's there for life now. <laughs> you better cast aside your non working legs, fella. Because <laughs> it's your mine. <laughs> your mine now, mate. Tell you what. Absolute absolute joke. She's so, gone she's gonna buy the bollocks, mate. Yep, yeah, she has. She has. So, we assume that after sex, they fall asleep under the soul tree. Oh, well, why wouldn't they? Yeah, it's, but, it seems like quite a nice place. But the next day, a bulldozer attacks. <laughs> and it doesn't seem to be under the soul tree. It seems to be somewhere different. Just, just miles away. They're just miles away. And at this point, um, Jake is back in the real world. Because when they go to sleep, they wake up back in the real world. Apparently. Sure, of course and they do. So, Natiri wakes up and she sees the bulldozer and she's trying to get Jake to wake up, but he's not in his But he's just a fucking avatar body. Yeah, exactly. It's just an empty shell of an alien. That's awful. But she it's already really knows horrible. that he's a guy in the military. Exactly. So, she's aware, but she's trying to wake him up and then she starts dragging his limp corpse oh, man. away from this bulldozer that's like smashing up the tree that contains all the memories of her ancestors. So it's a real fucking dark scene. It's real fucking. She's just dragging this corpse away from her dead fathers <laughs> and sons and brothers and 
mums and yeah it's just grim <laughs> it's probably not sons probably not sons if she's a virgin that's true yeah that's true yeah um so then <laughs> then we see jake in the real world and he's like um he's trying to get back into the navi world because he's like he's loving being a navi and he's yeah, loving he having sex with aliens he's just, he's just had a full-on he's just got his nuts mate um, he's just I'm... had a romp he's just had a full-on romp yeah um, romping hard but then Sigourney Weaver's like, oh, come on, you can't go in without any breakfast. And she's like, any breakfast then. <laughs> Are you serious? That is Honest what he to God, said. Yeah, serious. Yes. So, like, it keeps cut, it keeps flitting between him, like, wolfing down eggs and bacon. Why did he just say no? I know, I know. Well, he doesn't know what's going on. So he's like, yeah, he's even there. Even so, why wouldn't he just be like, no, I'm actually, sorry. Yeah, I'm a full-grown I've, Marine. I've, I have literally just shagged one of the people so i'm well 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 in so yeah i need to get back there like straight away because otherwise um she's gonna wake up and i'm just gonna be a goddamn limp corpse <laughs> so, <laughs> so i need to get back in there like now because otherwise it's gonna re- it's gonna throw the whole plan instead he's like i get two eggs actually do you know what yeah. <laughs> two eggs and i want them sunny side up um, if you could if you could skin the sausages before you cook them that would be, that would be best i'll be honest mate i cannot count on both hands the amount of times that sex the night before has been ruined by waking up and finding a limp corpse next to me the day after it's it's unbelievable isn't it oh it's a real yeah. shitter it's just honest to god more and, than 10 and, times and fair play to Jake because the amount of times I've had to put my breakfast to one side because my partner has died <laughs> and I've had to go and bury them is unbelievable like yeah it, it's in the tens tale as old as time that I've had to wolf down my two three eggs and bacon so that I can get into a machine and reanimate <laughs> my dead corpse so that the woman I've just had sex with doesn't wake up next to a dead body. The amount uh, of times I've had to just eat ready break instead of a proper <laughs> breakfast so I can bury the dead woman that's next to me. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. So unreal. It's common occurrence. So it's yeah, every other get... week these days. <laughs> so we get this real weird scene that flits between him wolfing down his breakfast and Nateri trying to drag his dead body away from the bulldozer. So bad, man. Anyway, eventually Jake manages to get back in the machine. He wakes up. He wakes up and sees the bulldozer and he's like, oh shit. He jumps up on this bulldozer, which is remote controlled, so it's being controlled from the main military base that we were in at the start of the film. So Jake knows that it's remote controlled, so he jumps up onto it and he sees the cameras that are on top of it that let it see where it's going and he uses a rock to smash him in. Because that's all the tools they've got, right? Basically, yeah, they're like super savage and the Americans are real cool super dudes. Super savage. Super cool super dudes. (laughs) (laughs) With all the tech. They've got all the cool tech. That's the kind of thing I'd say. I love that. (laughs) So he smashes this camera, which means the bulldozer can't go on because it can't see where it's well, going. Well, obviously not, no. I mean, I assume they were just bulldozing in a pretty straight yeah. line, so I don't know why they <laughs> didn't just carry on. But... straight line. Yeah. <laughs> just go on and hope. Yeah. And bulldozers if not, aren't really what's the worst that's going to happen? Circle. Yeah. You're only going to kill a few dragons. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> 
Anyway, what we find out back at the military zone is that the camera, before it shut down, saw the Navi that was smashing it, and they all know that it was Jake Sully. Oh, no. Because, because the human Navi DNA means that they kind of look like the people that inhabit them. Well, obviously. So they just they just go to the, the thing and shoot him in the head for desertion. Yeah. Well, you would assume so. And that is kind of what happens. So this military operation, they fly out to the second base that they're aware of apparently and they just start shutting all the links down which apparently is super dangerous to do while people are in there so he's at the second one and not the first one yeah he's in he's still up in the mountains oh they shut of course, it down. yeah 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 the army come and shut it down and apparently it's super dangerous to close these links down while people are still in them and that gets mentioned like three or four times in the film, yeah. but never has any negative side effects. So it's so it's not actually an issue at all. Yeah, there's never there's never one point where that becomes a, a an issue, but it's mentioned <laughs> a lot. So, Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. So they bring Jake and the rest of the scientists back to the main military base, and they're chatting to them, and. Sigourney Weaver explains this bit that I was telling you about before that the Navi can use the planet like the internet like they upload all their memories and all the, the trees are connected and speak to each other. That doesn't mean and... anything though because it only matters to the planet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Uh, oh, so, you, so you are aware of how stupid that is. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm cool. fully aware of how stupid this film is, yeah. Yeah. Um and then, right, they say to Sigourney Weaver, oh, get a load of this. And they show her one of Jake's uh, video diary entries, which is like his report back to the colonel. And in the video diary, Jake says, there's nothing we can give to these people. There's nothing that's going to make them relocate. What are we going to offer them? Coffee and Big Macs or something along those lines. You know, like, he's, he's basically saying yeah. Americans have got nothing that they want. Well, obviously, other than entertainment, coffee, and Big Macs, not being blown up. You yeah, know, all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But this is meant to be, like, this is meant to be Jake's big betrayal. This is meant to be the reveal that he's been working with the Colonel the whole time. But all he says is, America's shit, this place is a, is rad, and that when we've got nothing that they would want, like, what are they... And there's no betrayal there. He literally just said, we've got nothing, we might as well just go home, because they're fucking cool guys. You ain't got no clue. I want to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just runs away into the sunset. Yeah. And it's just fucking stupid. So, it just... It's ridiculous. So, they lock, they lock Jake and the scientists up in military prison and the scientists what what have the scientists got to do with this the scientists have literally so far done their job <laughs> they were there to do science and they have done science that's all they've and done. now they're in prison for being yeah. bitches ridiculous absolutely ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous so they launch they decide they're going to launch an attack on home tree which is the big tree yeah. that all the navi live under they probably this- should have done this about two hours ago literally nothing jake has brought them adds anything to the attack all they're gonna do is bomb the fuck out of this tree which they could have done at any point at any point yeah send the tanks in who gives a fuck just (laughs) bomb them all bomb them all to shit that's all they want to (laughs) do anyway jake then manages to speak to giovanni rabisi the main big guy big frank and is he the main bad guy he's not a bad guy he's kind of like a 
he's the corporate guy, if that makes sense. So the the military guys are the bad guys, but the corporate guy is like the idiot at the top who who allows this all to happen. Yeah, because can. There's like say, moments throughout should, the. F- he should be nowhere near a main character in any show or film. He's definitely he is not the, the main the bad guy. The epitome of middle guy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like there's scenes throughout this film where you can tell like he's got a conscience, but he's too like cook to actually do anything <laughs> about it. Like, um. Anyway, somehow Jake manages to convince him to give him an hour to go back in and convince the Navi to move because Jake's like I'm one of them now you know if anyone can convince them I can and there won't be and he's like you know if it's going to be bad for the company to bomb the natives I can convince them to move and you won't have to worry about that so Jake's big plan is to go to the Navi and just admit that he was a spy (laughs) smart yeah I'm sure they'll be fucking sound I thought they already knew that he was a spy they knew he was a human. They knew he was a human, but well, they assumed he and, was there. Ergo, surely <laughs> that means he's a spy? Well, I think they assumed he was there for the same reason as the scientists, to like learn about them and stuff. Oh, but, fair like, enough. Their, their issue with the scientists was that the scientists were trying to teach them, but the scientists didn't learn about, you know, it didn't work both ways. Like, the scientists didn't learn, like, Man, about is, their culture, the whereas they wanted Jake ever. to learn how to be a Navi. Yeah, but they would have it, it immediately just gone, well, you're not a scientist, what are you? And he's like, I'm a Marine. And they would have gone, no, fuck off. Yeah, oh shit, so they're sending military against oh, us Oh, they're now. sending the military against us, because we have military too, because we're not retarded. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, go away. <laughs> oh, Dave, I didn't realise the plot of this film was so bad. Holy shit. Please continue, though. <laughs> it's just, like... It's just a bad film, honestly. <laughs> I kept having to pause it and just stop, because I was just like, I've had too much of it, and it's, a, it's nearly three <laughs> hours long. Too many, too many minutes of being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. I just can't deal with this stupid shit. <laughs> so... He goes and tells them everything. He tells them that he's basically been a spy and that he's gone back to the humans and told them everything about how the Navi live and where their weak points are and how to attack this tree, which is via bombs. (laughs) Well, bombs would have always worked. Let's let's just (laughs) put that out there right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does the classic... But this was all before, before I learned like what you were, and before I learned what you have. Before and I had says, sex with her. Yeah, and well, he literally does go, and before I fell in love, and like grabs Zoe Saldana, Navi. Yeah. She's having none of it. She's absolutely furious. Oh well, yeah, fair enough. And um, they beat up Jake Sully, and they beat up um, Sigourney Weaver, and they tie them up. Anyway, at this point human helicopters come to attack home tree i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you right there okay who are we supposed to be supporting here as a watcher are we supposed to be on the side of sigourney weaver who has been against them from the start are we supposed to be on the side of jake who is against them from the start and also with sigourney weaver but not as much are we supposed to be on the side of the American government? Or are we supposed to be on the side of the blue people? Well, it's weird. It's, it's morally ambiguous. Because 
they mention in this film a couple of times, but it's not it's not a major thing. They only mention it towards the end and right at the beginning that and and it's a throwaway comment right at the beginning that um Jake Sully says that Earth has no green on it anymore. So I think what you're meant to assume is in this future humans have destroyed the earth. Oh well yeah, that's fair. And so they've We're come to this there planet. now. Yeah, basically, yeah. And they've come to this planet to try and... But but even that doesn't make any sense because it's not like they've come to this planet to try and inhabit it. They've come to this planet to mine fuck out of it. Just mine the shit it. out of it, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, don't, I don't get that plot point. And then Jake is like an absolute snake in the grass. Yeah, he's an asshole. Throughout this whole film, Dave, throughout this whatever long uh, recording we've done, Jake is a dickhead. Yeah, because all he's done is trick everyone and then shagged someone. So he's just an undercover policeman who yeah. is a twat. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver knew what she was doing, so he's more of a twat. <laughs> and all of the Navi are just like, hey, "We're just trying to live." So can you just yeah. fuck off, please? And but I think that. But the worst part is they're also twats because they let the dickheads in yeah. and allow them entry for some reason, as opposed to just going. I'm just going to put a fucking arrow in your head within two seconds, which yeah, is what exactly. they should do. They're, Everyone they're is a dickhead. They're aware of what he is, and they're still like, we're going to teach you everything yeah, and no. show you everything. Teach him nothing, shoot him in the head. Yeah. And then I think for Jake, it's meant to be like a redemption arc that he was a Marine, he loses his legs, he gets given the opportunity to get his legs back if he no. does this little spy mission. I... Then he finds out that the spy mission isn't worth it <laughs> and that he actually falls in love with the native people. I, I do not root for a single person in this film. I hope they all fucking die because they're all stupid. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Even the natives are thick as fuck. Well, if the if the crazy dragons take over, fair <laughs> enough, I'll take that. <laughs> well, you're in for a bloody treat right now, my friend, because at this point the helicopters attack home tree, and oh. there's shitloads of them. There's like twenty of them. They've all got bombs and grenades and all sorts. <laughs> and as they fly towards home tree, they see Jake's avatar and Sigourney Weaver's avatar tied up to this big frame. And the colonel is like, well, I think it's safe to assume diplomacy has failed. <laughs> you haven't even tried it. You, you've snuck in and pretended to be a blue guy as opposed to just going down onto the planet as a human, walking in and being like, oh, we want some diplomacy. Yeah. You've tried to trick them from day one. That isn't diplomacy, you stupid cunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Also, and I know that historically, it, I know that historically it hasn't been shown that Americans are willing to let people who are sitting on natural resources keep those resources for very long. Very historically, I might add. But if they if they want the unobtainium, why don't they just say to the Navi, "We'll pay you to mine it for yeah, us." Yeah, we'll give you loads or, of money. Yeah, yeah shit loads of the, money. The Navi don't seem to be aware of how much it's worth or care. That they just said to them, "Listen, you you grab us these rocks from under your tree, and we'll fucking pay you this much. We'll pay you fucking fruit because we don't know what you fucking want or yeah. they'll care about." I'm gonna and go into don't... it. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak about it at the end. Okay. Then that then I'll say my opinion. Okay. But the whole of 
America runs on capitalism, so why did they not even try trading the Navi to begin with? Save like, it for the end, mate. Save okay. it for the end. Okay, let's get through <laughs> this fucking shit show of a film. Um, so, he's decided diplomacy has failed, which he sees as carte blanche to just fuck shit up. <laughs> Stop blowing shit up. They start by firing gas canisters into the trees and like into the main tree and they just gas the navi which is fucking grim ah fuck them yeah and then the navi attack back with bows and arrows which as you can imagine do fuck all that's not really much against guns and grenades no No. No. historically dreadful against the guns and grenades yeah yeah very very much so unless you're the ewoks in which case in which case they'll take down they'll take the down mice of the uh, empire. massive robots, yeah, with <laughs> just string and shit. <laughs> so they try to take them down with bows and arrows. It obviously doesn't work, but it's enough to make the colonel go. Let's switch to incendiaries. Holy shit! This colonel <laughs> is a maniac. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck, mate. No, they shoot. Fair they enough. Because sh- if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't give a fuck either. If they shoot at my armor-plated helicopters with one bow and arrow. I'm going to fuck them up with incendiary grenades. <laughs> I'm going to set them all on fire. I am going to Vietnam them back to last year. Agent Orange will be a blip on their evolutionary radar. <laughs> Genuinely, the colonel in this film is such a cliche that when he switches to incendiaries and they bomb the Navi, I was shocked that he doesn't deliver the line, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> Should have been shocked that he didn't just inseminate his own pants. On yeah, the I, I genuinely was. I thought it showed incredible restraint from the actor to not just come <laughs> everywhere. Because incredible restraint from James Cameron to not write the line in. Yeah, I definitely. Love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And so we're back to Jake and um, Sigourney Weaver on this frame where they're tied up. Natiri looks at Jake and runs off and just leaves him to die. And that's worth remembering, I think. Well, fuck him. So, it's as, actually... As is right, Dave. I'm not going to lie. I are would you, do are the you, same. Are you happy with this plot development? Yes. That he's just left to I die? would have been like, oh, well, you're a dickhead, actually. <laughs> I think I've come to be aware that you're a dickhead yeah. after shagging me. So, therefore, die. Yeah, I hope you die. No, I, I have wished death on people for less. <laughs> So, it's actually Natiri's mum that comes up and cuts them free. Whoa. And she says to Jake, if you're really one of us, then help us. Yeah, but he isn't, though. He isn't, exactly. And they all know that, and they're all aware of that, so I don't know what she was hoping for. So, she she needs to get a grip. Yeah, they cut him free and let him go. And then we cut to all the... Um, helicopters and the colonel is on his helicopter and he opens comms to everyone and he says open fire on the supporting columns of that tree and they all start blasting the tree to fuck except for Trudy who is the pilot who I said would be important later who flew them up into the mountains to the secondary base Oh, okay. she says that she she delivers the line and this is like this is making up for the fact that he didn't say the napalm line she goes, I didn't sign up for this shit. And ah, then tur- turns her helicopter around and flies off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, military, I mean, she, des- she did, military desertion. She, she, she did. Literally she literally did, did sign up. up for that shit. Yeah, yeah. For, for orders. Yeah. 
yeah. and now she and now she's committed desertion. So. Well, she's just. Uh, I hope at the start of Avatar two, uh, the first scene is just her getting paraded out in front of all the troops, and she gets shot in the head. For yeah, desertion. Yeah, <laughs> shot against a wall by a yeah. firing squad. Yeah, by a yeah. firing squad. Maybe even hanged. For yeah, desertion. hanged yeah. by the neck till death. Till yeah. dead. Yeah, <laughs> you're like this is what you get when you're just a fucking useless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they blast away at the central columns of this tree until it eventually falls and it comes crashing down. And this tree is fucking massive, by the way, Mossy. It's huge. They actually so when it, cr- they actually make it fall over. They genuinely destroy it. Yeah, and when it falls, it does some serious damage oh, and it yeah. wipes out a lot of Navi. They all get crushed to fuck. Do they not just run to one side? They try it, but it's massive. It's genuinely massive, and it's got mm. a lot of branches. And wherever they run, they, they can't run fast enough to get away from it. So basically, literally zero of them can run to the left or right. <laughs> they only run in straight lines. Fair. Enough. I didn't know that. Didn't it's know film. That. It's it's film rules. If you're gonna run straight <laughs> lines only, you're gonna run directly towards the camera because otherwise. How are they going to capture you? How are they going to capture gonna, the terror? How, 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 are the, how are the cameras going to capture you? <laughs> <laughs> so, the home tree falls, the Navi are all gutted. Uh, Natiri's... <laughs> They're all gutted. They're all just there, like, mm, uh, shit. Oh, devoted. What did we expect, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's what we get for shooting military helicopters with bows and arrows. We probably should have invested in weapons. what we get for shagging random people who dress up like us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> who use our our corpses yeah. as puppets we, yeah. we really should have thought this through as opposed to saying like who the fuck are you and no one gave birth to you and <laughs> you're just a random person who's amalgamated out of nowhere yeah the lesson learned is don't fuck meat puppets that's what we that's what we've learned from this this film hey no <laughs> <laughs> i will not Accept that day. <laughs> fuck all the meat puppets if you like. There's one thing I want to do in isolation. <laughs> it is fuck meat puppets. <laughs> I've got one dressed as Emma Stone in this oh my wardrobe God. over here. <laughs> that is grim. It but also true. It wasn't good, was it? <laughs> I liked it, man. It's staying in. It was the oh my god. You say it's staying in. I edit it. <laughs> so it's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> so Natiri's dad, the uh, chief of the clan, he gets crushed by the tree and, and dies. <laughs> oh, I know that's bad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and in his last dying breaths, he gives Natiri his bow and arrow because it did shitload against the helicopters. I must say, though, Dave. How how close was he to the root of the tree when he got crushed to death? Um, um, I mean, he gets crushed by a branch, so probably not that close. Uh, fair enough. Because uh, I was going to say, if they were all sort of like... Because the city is situated right near the root of the tree, right? Correct. So uh, if, the you know, the chief of the tribe would stay near the root of the tree... um. All he'd have to do is move like maybe thirty-five feet left, yeah, and then he'd he'd be safe, right? Yeah, you would so, assume so. So why has he run like well a thousand again, miles into the woods? Again, a classic film trope: 
is that even though he's the chief navi and probably the most important person mm-hmm. to yeah. them, he is also like head of the military and <laughs> okay. right at the forefront of the yeah. attack. Well, well, maybe it's like old guys where the king would do the march. You know, he would, yeah. he would be in front of the cavalry and be like, let's go. Yeah, for morale's sake. Yeah, well, in which case they all deserve to die, so it's a crack on. <laughs> so Jake comes running up and he sees Nateri crying over her dad and he starts apologising and she gets real angry and she banishes him. She tells him never to come back. And it's like, where's he going to come back to? You've not got a home. <laughs> You're all going to die. No, I'm banishing me. You can banish me to wherever the fuck you like, but I'm going to come back and you will not be able to stop me. Because you'll be dead. Because I've just got no legs in a ship somewhere, mate. So, <laughs> so then we get a very similar scene to before where the army burst into where Jake and... Um, Sigourney Weaver are connected to their avatars and they start disconnecting them and again the other scientists are like you can't do that it's super dangerous but there's no negative connotations uh, what? They, yeah they disconnect them and nothing happens They're nothing fine. happens nothing there is happens. no matrix death there, there is, is no, no... Uh, one of the military jumping on Sigourney Weaver's lap and licking her face <laughs> no there is nothing just their, their avatar bodies collapse in avatar world, but in human world, they are perfectly fine. Oh, we'll just do it every time then. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, do you know how your computer tells you you shouldn't just take a USB out without ejecting it first, but yeah, you do, and, you and there's do. never any problems? Yeah. It's like that. It's basically like that. Like, you know <laughs> you probably shouldn't do it, and it's probably best <laughs> practice to eject them. But actually, well, I'm going to do it every time. Cause I yeah, don't have, it's not I, doing any harm. Like. I don't have 15 seconds to wait. <laughs> I just think I am some kind, of, some kind of mogul. Time is money. That 15 seconds is money. It's a lot of money. That's time. at least 0.00001 pence. <laughs> Again, clap for your key workers, people. Yeah. That's Come. better than money. <laughs> That's better than money. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Jake's back in the real world. There's a slow mo scene where they're like dragging them away and they're like screaming and like, no, you gotta help us, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it doesn't make any difference. And then they get thrown in military prison again. Straight into court martial. Love it. Straight into court martial. That's what they get for being assholes. So they're sat in military prison and then someone comes to deliver food to them. And who else is it but Trudy, the pilot, who apparently hasn't been done for desertion and is allowed to just deliver food to <laughs> she's now She's now just a screw. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. She got bumped down to screw. <laughs> so she comes in with their food she pistol whips the guard and she breaks them out of prison oh, for fuck's sake fair enough and, yeah I know and she gets them to her plane and she starts up the engines and that triggers some alarm back in the base and the colonel <laughs> the colonel is like no fucking way and he goes to attack them and he runs out into the hangar which is open to the elements and he starts well I don't know I don't know I can't answer that yeah I genuinely don't know he starts blasting them with this assault rifle 
And then when that runs out of rounds, he pulls out his pistol and starts firing at this helicopter with his pistol. But they manage to fly off. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably going to do fuck all. And it does, it does fuck all. It yeah. does fuck all. And then... Maybe he's shooting he's... them his own cum. It's useless <laughs> what he's doing there. If he just literally ran out and wanked at them, it would do more damage. <laughs> yeah, at least that would have some psychological scarring. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck's he doing? Oh! <laughs> oh, I'm never going to unsee that. I'm never going to unsee that shit. Fuck me. <laughs> anyway, there's a bit where... He's standing there with the pistol, and one of the like grunt military guys runs out with a mask, and like puts it on his face and attaches it and turns it on. So I think what we're meant to learn from this scene is that the colonel is a badass, and that like for however long it took him to run out, empty a clip of assault rifle and then empty a magazine of gun, uh, he can just breathe the native air, which apparently humans can't do. Oh, okay. So he's a he's a real cool dude. He's a real fucking tough guy. Real yeah. tough nut. I mean, I don't think that's how breath works. I don't think that's how breathing works. Mate. No. I think if people tell you you can't breathe the atmosphere, <laughs> if I, it doesn't if matter. If I was fucking... to dive into the ocean, right, and think I was a badass, and then just go, <gasps> <laughs> I think I die instantly. Yeah, there's a potential you would die. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, even though they're on this military helicopter. It turns out somehow Grace, played by Sigourney Weaver, has been hit by one of the bullets that he well, fired no. at them. Why didn't she just sit in the seat so she wouldn't get shot? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it's for jeopardy. <laughs> I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, she's been shot. Okay. Jake is like, we've got to get her to the navy because they'll help her. Why? And at this point, why? My point exactly. At this point, they have no reason to help her. Why the Zero. fuck would they help her? They would just go, well, we're going to throw you down a fucking well. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Oh, you're the guy who betrayed us and then helped the military blow up our home <laughs> and kill hundreds of our people. Uh, yeah, of course, that, we'll help your mate. You're that cunt who betrayed us. And you're that bitch who have betrayed, betrayed us for 25 years. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to bury you in the soil and feed you to all the worms. <laughs> and that is the least he deserves, so I don't know why he thinks they would help him. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, but he does. I mean, I reckon he nails it. Yeah, oh yeah, totally solid plan. But so, he is good at sex. I, I forgot about that. That's true, he got his end away, so basically he's done. He, he's got everything oh. he needed from this mission. So they fly up to the mountains again, and what they're doing is they go up to where the the second base is, and the second base is just like almost like a shipping container. Basically, it's like a you know, um, it's not like a a big building. It's just like yeah. one long container, and they use the helicopter to pick it up and move it off the mountains, and they fly it into the forest like a grabber claw. Basically, exactly like a grabber claw. And I think that's what they're called. Their thinking is that um, they go into that flux vortex the closer they get to the oh, soul tree. Yeah. Uh, again, I can I can hear the words I'm saying and I know that they're <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and Jake's thinking is that if they can get the, the base close to that flux vortex, then even if the military want to attack them, they wouldn't be able to find them because none of their instruments would work. So actually, that, that does make some sense within the... The, oh, so it's like the, it, the flux vortex is like an EMP. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, an electromagnetic pulse for all you at home. <laughs> yeah. Listen listen back to our Matrix episode if you want to hear more about that. Yes, do actually because it's uh, criminally underrated. <laughs> um, and Dave Dave has not been um not been quiet about it since. <laughs> about how all my episodes do better. You just just go back and listen to the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Um, Please my do, because I'll shut him the fuck up. <laughs> I would say my episodes are the best out of all of them. <laughs> Especially this one about a film that I absolutely love and is great. I also really like it. <laughs> um, so, they move this military base and then Jake goes back into his avatar and he wakes up and he's back at the home tree and he's covered in ashes of like what I assume a dead Navi and burnt <laughs> tree which is fucking grim oh, that is really grim though he's just been covered in death yeah yeah and he decides that there's only one way to get the Navi to listen to him again and he runs and he finds his dragon and he gets up on his dragon and he flies off and Here he's like go. he goes you see him fly in above uh, Darius Dinesh dragon oh and, above and the big dragon above the big dragon and he <laughs> says that <laughs> and he says that his thinking is that the big dragon has been the big bad in the sky for so long that it has no reason to look up so an attack from above is the ideal way to attack yeah, it. Yeah, of course it does, yeah. Of course dogs, it makes dogs perfect can't sense. look up, yeah. <laughs> so he flies above this dragon and then he jumps off his dragon and lands on Darius Dinesh dragon and uh, I assume bonds with it instantly. He controls um, Darius Dinesh. Yeah, he controls Darius Dinesh. And don't forget that there's only ever been 600 riders of Darius Dinesh. So... It's a very small amount. <laughs> yeah. Let's, slash let's a huge not amount. forget that fuckloads of people <laughs> in the history of yeah. navies have been able to ride this thing, so it's not an achievement. Yeah, let's not forget that this is very common to do. Yeah, it's really easy. You've just got to get above <laughs> him and then fall on him, and he's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. So, I'll go, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go along with this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So we cut to what is my favourite scene of this entire film. Well, okay. it's only it's only come into play like about two hours in, so that's good. Honestly, I love this scene because the Navi of all flocked to the Soul Tree, which is the only place they know where to go. It's the only place they know where to go now that Home Tree's been destroyed. They're all at Soul Tree and they're having a funeral for all the dead Navi of which there are loads that was really quick yeah of which there are loads and they've got all the dead corpses and they're like crying and they're like swimming around <laughs> next second Nateri looks up and sees a big shadow cast over oh, Soul shit. Tree the, sh- the Navi shit themselves proper do, yeah. poo on and Jake Sully lands the the demon of the sky the last shadow <laughs> right in the middle of the place where they're having a funeral for all the people that he <laughs> he helped to kill 
<laughs> what a guy. And I fucking love the balls out brazenness of it. He's what just are you like gonna fucking do. Their blood is on my hands, but hey, have the dragon that but you're hey, fucking terrified of. You see, um little spoilers for y'all. Just fly a bit higher than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and real if easy. You just, if you just fall, I don't know, like ten feet onto his back. He doesn't give a fuck. He's an absolute baby. He's a baby doll. So in the future, maybe t- three or four of you do it at the same time. Yeah. You just fall, land on his back. He's going to be sound. That's uh, it. I love that no no one else has tried that strategy. <laughs> no one else has just been like, oh, no we just fall on him and not be sound. Up, and then hopefully sit on him like I do on my dragon currently. <laughs> and then hopefully that'll work. No. Just been like, no, he's a real spooky guy. <laughs> so, Jake is one of the mythical riders of the Last Shadow, or whatever oh, they call him. So. Yeah, of course he is. And you can see that Natiri, despite previously leaving him for dead, uh, tied up to a frame, has now got a serious Navi lady boner for him again. I, I was about to say, I reckon she's she's like fucking Europa pools, mate. She's going to be flush. She there is, is going to be some moisture on this meeting room floor. She is gushing for Jake Sully. Foaming at the gate. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jake runs up and he says, Grace is sick uh, and she needs your help. And because he's the rider of the last shadow, they immediately forget all the shit that he's done and decide to help her. He tells them that Scorny Weaver's sick and needs their help. <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's fair enough. I'm going to put an arrow in her fucking yeah. head because she's part of the military. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, the person that we previously banned from our, our society and then you yeah, who yeah. helped kill most of that society. I'm very, I'm very certain I'm going to go get a magazine that we make in this country, <laughs> in this planet, <laughs> and I'm going to wrap it up into a small, tight cylinder. I'm going to force it down Jam her it fucking down her throat. throat. Until she dies. Yeah. <laughs> until she dies. <laughs> So, yeah, he tells them that Grace is sick. They do this weird ceremony where basically what they're saying is they put Grace's body next to her avatar body and they're like, the soul tree can download her memories and being into the tree and then uh, upload it into the Navi body. And they're like, it takes a lot of energy and Grace is really weak, so it might not work, but they're going to try it. And Jake's like, okay... And then they do it, and it doesn't work, and Grace dies. <laughs> <laughs> does she yeah, actually? so rather than like any actual medicine, they just put her in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you get for homeopathy, by the so, way. So yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver dies in one of the most embarrassing film deaths of all time. <laughs> this it serves her right. It serves her right. She did quite well in yeah. Alien, and it serves her right yeah, right now. This is what she gets, um, and then. This spurs uh, Jake Sully on to greater things. Now, what I didn't say earlier... Yeah, I know. What I didn't say earlier was that the Rider of the Last Shadow, the last time he came about, uh, he yeah. managed to unite all the Navi clans, and apparently there's multiple oh, well, clans of Navi. God, th- thank Christ he exactly. did that. Exactly. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course you can. Why did they break apart? Not explained in the film. No, but but the last time he was there, he, he united them, so surely they'd be united. Well, 
when they uh, spoiler alert but jake's gonna bring them back together but when they go to bring them all back together again the only yeah. explanation they give for them not being together is geographical distance so over time some of them have just yeah. wandered off real far well, that was that was what happened with Japan and America during um, the Second World War, wasn't it? When they, when they Pearl Harbored America, it was just because they were quite far away, and they were like, "We we don't know what to do." So what we're going to do is we're going to fly planes into your ships, <laughs> just because of distance, as just because we're real can. far away, just because we're far <laughs> away, and we just don't know what to do. If you could only explain what to do. <laughs> So, Jake gives this big rousing speech about how he's going to go and collect the other clans and they're going to go to war. And then and then Fucking we have this scene I... of collecting the other clans where he's like, we went to the horse clans of the plains and <laughs> we went to the dragon clans of the mountains and uh, yeah, it's just, it's dog shit. They go and collect these people. It just goes on with loads But of I clans. don't get why the the clan that he's most affiliated with, if that if that works, they ride horses and dragons, so why did these other clans get the, get the drop on being called the horse clan or the dragon clan? Maybe um unless this other clan is called the horse and dragon clan the horse and dragon that's what it is yeah we got the we got the horse and dragon in just as you're about to turn down the mountain you come down the mountainside you got the horse and dragon yeah, in yeah and it's where we rub in the faces that we have both horses and yeah. dragons in our in our world the horse clan have got the horse arms the dragon yeah. clan have got the the dragon and crown and yeah we've got <laughs> wait till you get the cracking guys we haven't even spoke about that <laughs> so he reunites all the clans anyway because the military still well exist uh they've been taking like heat map pictures of the i mean they've been destroying this tree for like half know, an hour yeah in 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 film yeah. time so that's like three or four well, days. Well, the weird thing is they didn't time. start drilling. As soon as they destroyed the tree, they just flew off again. They were just like, oh, jobs are good and yeah. back home, guys. <laughs> jobs are good. Better better start uh, designing the drill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they hadn't thought about it. There seems it, yeah. to be no contingency to, to actually get the unobtainium. They just wanted to blow shit up and just be like, <laughs> okay, there you go. That, that's America. <laughs> <laughs> so, they've got, like, heat map of the uh, jungle and they see that the navi have gone from like 200 to like 20,000 because all these clans have reunited or whatever holy shit it's some ridiculous number like that and so the colonel is like we need to launch a preemptive strike before they attack us because if we leave them to keep gathering strength they'll be enough to overrun our perimeters and I'm uh, they got got bows and arrows and the perimeters of space at this point I'm thinking bullshit because you've got guns these big mechanised suits with guns (laughs) airships with missiles and they are naked monkey people with bows and arrows like you can't say that (laughs) but like they literally how are they going to overrun this perimeter it's bullshit I don't know what the perimeter is in this sense what... because it sounds like they're just in space. No, they're on this planet. They're all on this planet. But why are they on the planet? 
being that they can do <laughs> shit from space. I don't know. I don't know why anything happens in this film. Fair enough. So, then we cut back to Jake Sully and the Navi, and Jake Sully's saying they can't let the Colonel get to the Tree of Souls um, because that's where everything exists for the Navi. Apparently, the Tree of Souls is like the center for this weird internet thing that runs through the planet, and if they destroy the Tree of Souls, they won't have access to their ancestors' (laughs) memories or whatever. They won't be able to suck up the memories of shit that no one cares about from <laughs> pretty the floor. much yeah exactly yeah um so jake's you can't get pictures of tits and vaginas <laughs> from the floor it just doesn't That's work it. Their, their porn is all memories of sex that their ancestors have had tell you what dave though having a good old-fashioned memory it's not the worst thing in I the know, world. but if if you went on the internet and went on to pornhub and all you could watch was your nan and granddad having sex yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I just mean you think about your own memories, not like your parents' memories. That's insane. <laughs> Go back and just jack off to your I'm not conception. Be like, I wonder what happened to my mum and dad's conception. Actually, I'm, and do you know what? Not only am I going to watch this, I'm going to try. Gonna, and wank a real off. difficult wank to it. <laughs> a real awkward wank to this. <laughs> In fact, after that, I'm going to have a wank to my actual birth. <laughs> That's horrible, man. Oh. <laughs> but also true, and is what they do. That is what I did. So, I mean, what? <laughs> so, Jake Sully's chatting, and he's saying that he thinks they have the home field advantage because they know the forest, and they're within the flux vortex or whatever it's called that means that the military can't you know they'll have to use line of sight they can't use any of their instruments so apparently (laughs) these two things that they know where they are and they can see means that they can beat the entire American military the US military not only and and I imagine in this film not only the US military but the world's military. military yeah yeah yeah, I reckon they'll be able to nail it. Oh, totally. Hours, I reckon they've it? got it in the bag. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> so then we see Jake going to talk to the soul tree by doing his weird tentacle hair thing. Oh, he shags, he shags the, tree. the tree. And So he has sex with the girl and he has sex with the tree. He has sex with everything, mate. There's not a thing on this planet he oh, doesn't he try and fuck. He has sex with a little hamster. <laughs> he has sex with everything. Yeah. And, um... You can hear it squealing. <laughs> It's at this point he says to the tree, and this is the first time where he mentions it, that humans will destroy this planet if given the chance, and that if if the tree can go and look at his memories, then look at the memories of Earth, because there is no green left on that planet. <laughs> Holy fuck. Full-blown metaphor city. I know, exactly. I see. Yeah. I see what he was getting yeah. at. Maybe human, maybe the real monster is man <laughs> turns out it's man <laughs> yeah. full the real bad guy is the colonel so yeah we've known yeah. that for like an hour he's and got a, a fucking he's got fucking scars all over his face and he's admitted that he is the bad guy on several occasions <laughs> there's nothing subtle about this film it rams its fucking stupid blue eco message down your throat at every opportunity <laughs> So Jake tells this fucking stupid tree that 
humans will destroy the planet because they've done it to their own planet. And at this point, Nateri comes up behind him and she's like, the the Earth Mother, or whatever they call them, doesn't take sides. She just uh, maintains the balance. So it's like a metaphor oh, yeah. for Mother Nature again. I see. That's very yeah. clever. But there is an alien in control of the planet in this situation, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so it's all just bullshit. Well, that's good. So, the next day, the attack begins. Holy shit, so they wait an entire yeah. day. And Fuck what me. I think is amazing about this is that the scenes prior to it where Jake's like, we've got the home field advantage, and then he goes and speaks to the soul tree, they make you think like, okay, maybe he's got a plan, like maybe there's a real like chance that they can win here. And then the attack begins and these military helicopters do the sky attack and they're coming towards the soul tree. And then these big mecha suited like um, marines uh, are doing the ground attack and they're walking towards the soul tree. And the navi attack them on their dragons and on their horses. And it is a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> they're, firing gun- they're firing arrows and bows and arrows and throwing bolas. And these marines are in heavily armoured vehicles with guns. Just shooting the shit out of them. They fucking mow them down. They genuinely genuinely mow them down. It is what they get and it is what Jake gets. I think if this was a Disney film or if this was like Star Wars, the the tree people would like win with their native, you know, technology or whatever. Yeah, no. This, the one good thing this film has going for it and it ruins it later on but at this point it's a genuine display of military might versus <laughs> you know savages they just they put people in the fucking ground they genuinely wipe out 90% of this population it's insane I think what amazes me most in this scene is that the the Sky team have a genuine you know semblance of a plan they attack from above. Jake's riding the yeah. the shadow demon thing, and that's big enough to take down some of the helicopters. It's that size that it can literally like pick them out the sky and throw them against rocks. Mm. And some of the other dragons work in like twos and threes to like take down helicopters. They start attacking yeah. the smaller helicopters first to take them down, so that the big helicopter that's coming to bomb the tree loses its support. So there's a, there's a genuine plan there. The ground team, who are going up against mechanized suits which are these big walking robots with with uh, uh marines in them their plan yeah. of attack is to get on horses and attack head on in a in a head on charge and it is the most That's it is the most That's one-sided really battle in cinema history yeah a lot <laughs> of people die uh yeah well yeah, yeah. Nateri's dragon that apparently they're bonded with for life that dies instantly wow uh, Sute, the the evil one who becomes Jake's friend, who was originally betrothed to Nateri. Well, no, he's not evil. He was just after some yeah. sex, and he got denied well, the sex. Evil enough to be killed. He dies as well. <laughs> Norm, the scientist, he doesn't die, but he gets like his his avatar gets shot to shit, and he wakes up in the real world, so he's basically out of the fight. <laughs> and Trude. He was fighting against them. Yeah, he was them. fighting against them. Yeah. Of course he was. And Trudy, the helicopter pilot who's helped them out of prison despite desertion. She's fighting against She's them. She's flying yeah. a helicopter to help fight against them. 
a helicopter gets blasted to shit and she dies in an explosion. Good. So Good, because I didn't give a fuck about her. <laughs> so the tide of the battle has really turned heavily in, in humanity's favour. Yeah. All I've counted so far is four deserters <laughs> who deserve yeah, death. Yeah. And only one of them has died so far. So, so they're ready. They're, they're like, they don't know what to do. Everyone's dying. They can't protect the world tree. Next second, Natiri, who is on the ground now because her dragon collapsed. Uh, she hears well, yeah. a rumble in the ground. And then there's this massive stampede of those rhino creatures from the start. Yeah. And they're going to save. Exactly. Death, and we? what we learned earlier on is that those rhino creatures can't be shot. Their skin's too thick. That's nah, not true, though, it's, is it? It's true in this world. Can't be shot, mate. <laughs> too thick skin. Sure. And yeah, great. Okay. They r- they mow through the ground team of these mechs. Just throw grenades at well, them. Then. Just, just blow them up with bombs. You would think that, you know, well-trained military men would think of that, but apparently not. They just let themselves get no. mowed down by these rhinos. Shoot them in the shoot them in the fucking eye. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That'll do it. A lot of ways to kill these things, and <laughs> and they don't think of one. Uh, no, not one. No, not one. They get wiped out by these rhinos. Yeah, the rhinos will do. Then that, we yeah. see, even though we thought there were a lot of these dragon banshee things in the sky already, with uh, Navi riding them suddenly the sky goes black with like thousands of them they've come to help the fight uh they start attacking helicopters and taking shit down so basically like the whole the whole planet is against uh the americans yeah, yeah. we start seeing yeah that i mean that's pretty much the the situation we're in yeah, now yeah it's very with, true to life with the virus <laughs> yeah is that they're all saying dumb shit constantly and we're all very much against them it's it's very similar yeah yeah, yeah. The uh, the hyena dogs that attacked Jake earlier on, they start attacking military men, and then that yeah start licking his balls, <laughs> and then that that big there. leopard thing that attacked as well that comes back and like bows down to Natiri and lets it ride her. I don't know, it's fucking ridiculous. No, let's her let her it. ride it. It rides her. Yeah. Then let's ri- <laughs> it does not. Ride it rides her. her. It rides her for about, <laughs> for about five minutes. Actually, it's film. a real it's a real <laughs> brutal scene. It's real grim. Yeah. I don't know why they had to <laughs> James Cameron was just like, we're going to have we're gonna this, have, uh, we're this gonna have have sex. leopard alien sex. Yeah. Zoe Saldana, I, I, I saw in the, in the commentary mm. that she had a real tough time with this scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's just like, it basically is the planet is attacking back and the theory's like buzzing. She's like, Jake, the the earth tree heard you or some some shit i don't know sure uh, yeah. no one cares uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous so then jake manages to fly towards the main ship that's attacking and he jumps on it and he throws some grenades in its engine and he manages to blow it up before it blows up the world tree he blows up an american he does. ship he does well he's fucked then surely he's gonna get court fully court martialed. Oh yeah, he is. He is picked aside, definitely. He's picked aside, and it isn't the side that has his yeah, court. It is not. Lying it is not there. the winning side uh, to the point where he he literally cannot run away. <laughs> <laughs> so he blows up this ship that the colonel's on. 
the ship's going down. Luckily, the colonel manages to get to his cool robot mecha suit that's in the ship. And he climbs inside it and he jumps out of the ship and he manages to survive the crash landing. Well, that's good. And then, let's not forget that they are on an entire planet that is planet-sized. Yeah, alien planet Yeah, the colonel runs for about two seconds and immediately comes across the base that they moved into the forest, which is where Jake's dead corpse is. It's a good job he... uh... He shot down it's there. real lucky. It's real convenient. Yeah. Real convenient. So he decides that he's going to go and kill Jake. And he starts running towards the um, the base where the body is. And then uh, also conveniently, Natiri just happens to be in exactly the same section of jungle. She comes yeah, jumping obviously. through on a weird leopard creature. And they have a big scrap. And... It ends with the colonel stabbing the leopard creature to death. He kills the he leopard kills creature. He kills the leopard creature. He sta- what a shame. stabs it to fuck. Um, but not before. <laughs> it's like a hundred times. Yeah, it just like perforates it's brutal. it. But not before the leopard creature manages to knock the guy's gun away and rip the gun apart. So he can't use his gun. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he can't use his gun. So the leopard creature goes down and conveniently pins Natiri. Like, she can't get out from underneath it. And the mech starts walking towards Jake again. And then Jake as his avatar. Also conveniently in exactly the same place in the jungle on this entire planet. Uh, he comes leaping in and he's like I am going to stop you <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Of him. and then what yeah, a guy exactly. as an avatar as an avatar yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. so then Jake picks up the bayonet from the colonel's destroyed gun which is like these mecha suits are fucking huge so this like knife bayonet thing is like a. it's like alien yeah where they're like Exactly, exactly. So this bayonet is like a... Sorry, aliens. This bayonet is like a double-handed... It's like a buster... It's like a buster sword, yeah, double-ended dildo. Sorry, buster sword, yeah. It's a double-ended dildo, and Jake and the colonel just go at it. They just go wild. (laughs) (laughs) He's wobbling all over the place. Ass to ass. Just insane. Listeners, I wish you could have seen what I just did. It was beautiful. Hair was flying everywhere. Wibbly wobbly dildos. Wobbly as shit. (laughs) I look like Mr. Fucking Bobby. <laughs> so they have this little scrap. Jake manages to like puncture the um, cockpit of this mech suit, and that means that atmosphere gets into the mech suit, and obviously humans can't breathe the atmosphere. Luckily, the colonel again is real good at holding his breath. No, he's he's real, real, he's real, good real at good at holding his breath. He manages to get to the place where the um, the avatar, where the people are in their um, machines that let them go into avatars. He busts in and he like that lets all the atmosphere in. So basically, Jake, who is human within this base, uh, he starts suffocating within the machine that lets him be an avatar. Well, obviously, it's fucking he fucks, insane. Yeah. So then Jake's avatar starts attacking again. And he manages to get the knife that the colonel was using, and he stabs the colonel through the arm. <laughs> and then the colonel grabs Jake and throws him to the floor. 
and then he's about to kill him, and then Natiri puts an arrow through him. As soon as Natiri's there now? Well, Natiri was pinned, but she manages to get out from underneath the thing. And then she puts an arrow through him, and then she puts another arrow through him just for good measure. Yeah, I'd put one through his fucking head. I'd... no, I would burst his head yeah. open with my. I feel foot like you'd have to. If, if that yeah, was the yeah, case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd brutalize <laughs> him. I I would rip him to pieces and feed him to any animal that was available. <laughs> so, just to make sure, <laughs> just to be done with it. Yeah. Now I feel like that's fair. I do feel like that's fair. So then Natiri runs up to Jake's avatar. She's like trying to get him to wake up. Meanwhile, back in the the base unit thing that's like a couple of feet away jake in his human form bursts out of the machine that lets him link to his avatar and he's like suffocating and he falls to the floor and he like crawls towards this mask and he tries to grab it but he can't get it off the wall in time and then he drops and then he collapses and then natiri just in time realizes that she's shaking this avatar corpse when actually she should be trying to help the human Jake. So she jumps through yeah. the window of this base and finds him on the floor. And she grabs this mask and pushes it onto his face because apparently, you know, aliens know how to use human technology. Well, a- aliens know how to use human tech. That, that is, that is just, everyone knows that. Everyone knows yeah. that's true. Everyone knows that. And Jake comes back to life. Yay. Well done, Jake. I'm really and then glad. they do a little scene where they're like, oh, they're like hugging each other and holding each other. And it's like, it's weird because like the Jake in Avatar form, fancying a Navi kind of makes sense because he is in a Navi body. Whereas now it's the Navi, Natiri, fancying Jake in his human body. Oh, so she actually thinks that little white boys well they're like they're like still affectionate with each other I guess that I guess the idea is that you know their love transcends species transcends race and that's that's a that's a good message message. to be fair it is a beautiful message as message goes love transcends race is a good message um as films go this isn't great (laughs) (laughs) So then we get Jake doing a um, voiceover and he's doing his last video message uh, and he's saying that uh, all the humans got sent away from Pandora. Um, So, you know, they definitely won't come back in greater numbers like some people, I imagine. Um, They probably will, though. Probably will. I imagine that'll play a big part in the 12 sequels that are planned for this film. Um well, I've got a bit about okay. that, but okay. at the end. And yeah. he says that the humans were sent away, except for a few who were picked to stay behind. And it's mostly the science team, because to be honest, not many of the military were on the good side of the Navi. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Pro- probably not, no. no. And then Jake says, right, I've got to go because I can't miss my party. After all, it is my birthday. Wink to the camera. Yeah. And... It turns out he's going through what they tried to put Grace through, where they transfer his consciousness through the tree into his Navi body permanently. And they okay. download his human self, and Natiri kisses his eyes, and then moves over to his avatar body, mm. and then his avatar eyes wait open up, and then that's how the film ends. 
and that's also the um, DVD box art of the one big Navi eye open. That sounds fucking awful. And that's mate. how the film ends. So, sounds grim. Uh, that's how the Jake film ends. an avatar for all time. A permanent avatar. Now, well, that fair enough. However, I will say that um, Avatar 2, yep. right? That is scheduled for 2021. And Avatar 3 is scheduled for 2023. Okay. Now, you can't tell me that he's going to stay in Avatar <laughs> for those entire... For, for, for five well, years. Well, he just is an Avatar now. He's not even an Avatar. He's a Navi now, apparently. Would you, would you like to hear something that's going to curdle your blood, Yes, Dave? I would love to hear that. Okay, Avatar 4 is scheduled for 2025. Why are they making 4? And Avatar 5 is scheduled for 2027. And they're both in pre-production. <laughs> Avatar 5, that is... Oh, <laughs> Seven years, mate. Seven years. You are going to get these Avatar films forever but, until you die. I don't get... The first one was 2009. It's been 11 years. <laughs> it's been... Well, it's been 11 years. Why are they doing a sequel now? <laughs> it's been 12 years until Avatar 2. 12 years to make Avatar 2 and then within the space of 5 years they're going to bring out 20 of the fuckers like... <laughs> they're going to bring out another 4 right not going to throw this out there right the first one was not good enough for that no, film no the first one was definitely not no. good enough to warrant any sequels no 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 I was holding back on Pocahontas jokes I, I, I just can't say it any other way Dave I just couldn't. I could not wait to see Pocahontas jokes, and I was like, "I'm not." Gonna I've do heard it. rumors as well that the sequels aren't even going to take place on Pandora. Apparently, there's loads of moons of Pandora, <laughs> and the sequels are going to be like exploring them. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I didn't care about the characters in the main film. Jake Sully is a, uh, at least in the casting of all five. Is films. he really? So just oh. yeah, according to IMDb, yeah, just Fuck you wait. That. Maybe that's why Sam Worthington And also hasn't in done Clash anything. in Clash of the Titans, mate, he was Perseus, so you can fucking shut your mouth about Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I shut you down yeah, on that. Yeah. But maybe that explains why Sam Worthington hasn't done anything since avatar and clash of the titans yeah if if avatar is your favorite film please let us know so we can laugh and call you a cunt because it is a terrible yeah. film if avatar is your favorite film i want you to jump down the nearest well and i want you to stay there <laughs> <laughs> until death <laughs> well and at least until the sun <laughs> Burns Do you know out. what else I don't like about this film? And there's a lot, but the the last the song that plays over the credits is like a Leona Lewis yeah. love song. And <laughs> I would go as far as to say Leona Lewis is very much the Celine Dion of of our generation. Yeah, very much the modern Celine Dion. I will 100% agree with that. And it seems that. a very cynical move by Cameron to just be like, this is going to be my next <laughs> big blockbuster film, so I need another My Heart Will Go On. Which it definitely wasn't because I can't even remember the song at the end of Avatar, but it's my, just as dog shit. My my issue with this film, right, 
is that I don't know who to vouch mm. for. Throughout the whole thing, like, at, at first, you think you're vouching for Jake, but then you realise he's just a cunt from the American army, so you don't want to vouch for him. And then you, you want to vouch for the blue guys, but then you realise that they're all thick as fuck. <laughs> so you don't want to vouch for them. And then you realise that Sigourney Weaver, no, no, she's actually been a twat the whole time and been trying to, like, trick them. And all the way through the film, it, it's kind of like Tiger King, as I said at the start of this, or at least at the start of the last episode, where everyone's a fucking everyone's asshole. Everyone's an asshole. Everyone's an asshole. So you've got to just take your pick at the end of the film as to who is the guy you want to follow. There's no... And that shouldn't that shouldn't happen at the end of the There's film. There's no redeeming part of this film, and I think, I think if you were gonna go from a meta like film, you know, film buff kind of thing, then the hero yeah. of the film is the planet Pandora, uh, because like I think the scenes of Pandora are clearly where the budget was spent. There's a lot of time spent in the film, which I didn't really talk about because it's boring as fuck. <laughs> there's a lot of time spent in the film like exploring pandora and like the different aliens that are on there and like the different plants yeah. and like it, you know making it look as pretty as possible and i think like obviously the eco message is such a big thing throughout the film that i think they were like you know look yeah. how beautiful the planet could be if we weren't destroying it with our greed and it's like yeah we get that but i'm not really the person who can do anything about <laughs> that like i, I just don't yeah give a fuck. i'm balking because i and this is also not a real planet yeah. so just let me eat my sweets and go the yeah. fuck home I, i'm please. balking because i've just spent 10 quid on a large popcorn and coke <laughs> i'm not the person who's gonna <laughs> save at least yeah 10 i'm not the person who's gonna save this planet like i'd love to but yeah. I, I genuinely don't have that kind of power no, I don't give a shit. You should have killed it quicker, if anything. <laughs> so, I feel like this episode had a real different dynamic because with all other episodes, I've done films that I like and enjoy. And this film I found really hard to watch. I'm going to promise you listeners right now, I'm going to do a film that I hate <laughs> in the coming weeks. No, a film that I truly hate, and it won't be wanted, because I've told you this a yeah. million times, and I will fucking, if you say it one more time, <laughs> uh, but I, I will do a film that I really dislike in the coming weeks, and you, you will see how I react to that, but Dave, thank the Lord for, for opening the brackets to films that we both yeah. dislike. I think it. I think it changes the dynamic of the podcast a little bit. It's a bit angrier and rantier, but I quite like it. Like it's a good way to mix it up. Is to do a, a film we don't yeah. like. It's quite fun. Um. Yeah. But let us know what you think, because you know, obviously, we care. Uh. Not much, but a little bit. <laughs> that sounded so fake, and it's true. I mean, yeah. We, don't we, don't, we don't give a shit. Uh, but tell us what you think, because yeah. we care. <laughs> so you just let us know what you think, and we will care <laughs> the whole time. We'll care. But um. Thank you very much for listening. If you are still listening, it really means a lot, especially going through yeah. all this. Um, when this is all over, tell your friends about it. You know, when we're back to commuting, there's loads of episodes. Tell your friends right yeah, now. Tell, tell them right now. There's loads of episodes for them to go Give back and listen to. Uh, this, we're doing some really good episodes that I'm really happy with. And we're all over social media, breakfast uh, underscore club on most social media. So just uh, go and have a look for us there. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.